Get ready for Dead Beat Radio. Laying around home alone on the rain The sweet, sweet groove that says, Here we are, one more time with Dead Beat Radio. Outlander Media Network presents the most useless podcast, but damn, it's so fun to be here. I'm your host, Lance Adams, the lovely Terry Snow beside me. What's up, buddy? Yep, in this lovely new studio we have crafted. Uh, you have crafted. Uh, I've done nothing, but you uh, you are a beast of burden and doing a lovely job. You provided the wonderful table. Right? I did provide the table. I'm happy to do that. It's my Warhammer table, and I don't play anymore, so it's got a better use. And I've added our applause sign, um, which is a wonderful joke for anybody who gets irony and understand how radio works. An applause sign in a radio studio uh, is fantastic. Also... What is fantastic without irony is a good guest. And I got a fun guest today, um, the lovely Beth Tompkins, friend of mine, uh, a talent booker, comedian, host, um, somebody that I've worked with a lot, but I haven't got a chance to hang out. Um, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Beth, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Lance. Cool. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for being here. You've always been um, great to me and always great to work with. Um, and I don't blow smoke, so, uh, no, you know, we've always worked together great. And I'm always happy to uh, take any show when you're uh, uh, offering a gig because you do um, have great venues that you work with and you have um, dedicated fans that come back for the show just because your name is on it, uh, True Grit and... Um, safe kicker is that the other right. um you other? got it um so anytime you see that on a comedy poster don't hesitate to check that out because it's a uh, a quality event you again as a booker um people don't understand comic booker relationship uh, often right. and it's uh not always a pretty scene right. a lot of shitty bookers a lot of shitty comedians um and so a lot of shitty deals and um you have always been super pleasant to work with put on a good show always provided what you said you were going to provide and more and so um it's an honor to have you well thank you My yeah pleasure. um you uh, have a radio background as well so this is not unfamiliar territory right. um uh for you to be in a uh, a podcast studio which is virtually a radio uh studio with no word on fuck limit yeah fuck the fcc yeah, so yeah. you can do it here yeah <laughs> Um, but I, I think you have a, a great uh, amount of stories to come and tell. And that's why we, we like on Debbie Radio Good Guests to share um, things that we can all learn that we're not so different and that we can hear something and go, oh, that relates to me or somebody I know. Um, right. You do um, comedy, but you've been doing comedy for how long? Uh, I am coming up on two years okay. next month. Well, I wanted to say um, new-ish. You know, yeah. I, again, I'm no grizzled vet by any means. I, I guess six years this year for me. Yes. Um, so enough that I think I, I speak on some level. So that's a two years is a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've come along very well in that time. And again, went over to just creating your own shows. Um, how did the, the transition go from still fledgling comic to fledgling booker? That seems ballsy. You know, it seems like you would have to, um, in old school D&D terms, you have to, um, you know, master one uh, a skill tree before moving on to another. Right. Uh, but you didn't. You, you, I mean, in some degree, it's hard to master anything in that kind of time. Because you've been booking for a year, two years. Yeah. So, again, you start booking 
six months in if yeah. that's not you know uh my math is not great but no, if i'm understanding the right, okay you, you got so it right. <laughs> that's that's a ballsy move and it was a successful move i mean so you can't say that it has not been um something you, you tried and failed at like a moron which we've all done <laughs> right. we've all bit off more than we could chew and you probably did but chewed it anyway um i'm a glutton for punishment I'm oh. a am gl- a glutton. Okay. Now wait. Does that rep- does that does that also reply uh, 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 apply to the uh, five topics you sent me earlier? Yeah, that's, uh, that's my answer across the board. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if I want to explain that to people, but I might. Um, but so, how did you book a first show? I, I, that's one of my things. Is like I've done it long enough that I want to do things and I have ideas, but I'm like I don't I don't have a fucking clue. I don't know what to do at all. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to do some Deadbeat Radio presents um, shows, and I'm just a moron. I don't have a clue. How did you How did you do it? Um, I think it was just a combination of good luck and lack of knowledge, and nobody telling me to stop. Um, but basically, you know, I got into comedy in June of 2017. Okay. And it was through the experience of becoming extremely depressed, which is not a unique story in comedy. No. Um, no. And a lot of us thrive on that mode. But I was at a point where I didn't have really any creative outlets. Um, and things were tough. And I confided in a friend that I was feeling really low. And she suggested that I check out some comedy because when I'm not depressed, I'm pretty funny. And maybe laughing would make me feel better. Yeah, it's the best medicine. So I checked out um, the mic that she suggested, which was Friendly Town. Okay. Uh, okay. At the Pilot Light. Uh, and I signed up for the open mic list after going one time and just watching. I thought, I guess I can do this. I mean, if it's awful, it's just one more thing on the list, right? So I signed up that second time, and I went up and did mm, not five minutes of just complaining, <laughs> complaining okay. humor. And I think we've all seen that at mics okay. and probably at showcases, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and some people hit big time with it. <laughs> right. But I did not. Uh, I mm. got off the stage feeling good that mm. I got up and did the thing, uh, but I didn't know that I belonged there until I got uh, approached by one of the producers, Tyler. And he also said, a friend of mine, love Tyler right? and he's wonderful. And he said, uh, "Hey, Beth, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "This is your first time." I was like, "Yeah." And he said, "Thanks you, thanks for coming out. Thank you for coming out and doing this." And I was like, "Well, thank you for having me." And something clicked. Yeah, people and are it, really cool. I mean, it was amazing. Our scene here is good. I mean, like, yeah, there's always going to be some toxicity, and it comes and goes. But right. people overall are really cool about that. Um, I, I had an inside um, gig before I came in, but I'm I'm very similar on a. Um, came at a, a dark low moment mm-hmm. um and i've I, I don't know if i've ever talked to you personally about this um so we we may have more in common than you think mm-hmm. um especially being um on the uh, older side of our, our peers especially right. locally but most of the time because uh, without without crossing two lines i think we're fairly close in age uh, yeah. i'm 43 this year so you got two years I guess, on me, I, my friend. I think we're pretty close <laughs> And so, um, but that's a uh, blessing for me. I mean, that's part of I, how I got into producing was I did comedy, you know, I, for six months, and then I thought, you know, I could probably do this. I've always thought that <laughs> I there are blessings to both sides, but I'm glad I went in with a different life experience. Yeah. Um, I think it allowed me to come uh, up faster in a rank. 
Um, now, me, I was a stand-up comedy lover my entire life. Right. I don't know about you. I don't, I don't know how far you go back with the art, even as a fan. Oh, yeah. I got sent to bed when my parents turned Monty Python on in the evenings on okay. Saturday okay. on PBS. But we, I could still listen from my room. So. Okay. So, we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we mentioned sketch comedy. We'll definitely get into that later. But um, <laughs> uh, for me, it started with my mom was... Um, she, when I was growing up, my mom's a different person than she is now, and she um, she loved stand-up comedy, and she had like Flip Wilson records, nice. and her favorite was George Carlin. Oh man! And she, I was, I can remember, yeah, yeah. He, I can remember being five years old, uh, ish, um, and watching George Carlin on HBO with her long before I should have been watching George <laughs> on uh, HBO with her, and loving it, even jokes I didn't get, and I, I just loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, was there for the '80s boom of the every bar had a, a brick wall facade and a microphone right, right? <laughs> um loved it every tv show every channel had stand-up comedy constantly loved it i was there for all that um just fell in love with it always thought i could do it um would 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 rehearse things in my head and write out bits but never knew what to do yeah um because we've talked about it many times here that it's a weird like almost like secret society vibe there's no college degree for it how do you do it and you literally just walk into a bar put your name on a piece of paper grab yourself by the the balls even if it's metaphorically walk on stage and speak that's really how it happens and i didn't know that till i was again six years so 37 ish yeah um Lindsay, uh my wife of 13 years actually uh last week uh just give her a little shout out she's awesome um and she we've been married 13 years and uh she's been on the show yep she's been on the show so she uh she listens when i force her to um she and i were separated for about a year and that's when i was um uh homeless living in my car she had a restraining order against me i couldn't see my kids um real bad real bad shit was and i didn't make it any better please don't let me think that i'm putting it all on her i made it no better it takes Um, two oh yeah i was horrible horrible um and again (laughs) Um, I w- it was never, it was just one of those things, you know, we lost a child. Statistically, the chance of uh, surviving a marriage through that is astronomical. Um, and obviously we didn't. We did in the long run, but we still got hit by the punch that knocked us down. Right. And I was living in my car. A friend of mine, Jeff Blank, who you know as well. Absolutely. Um, I've known for a long time, and we worked together um, as managers uh, in the same district of the same store. Oh, wow. Um, and we would um, have to go to Nashville for... Um, uh, manager conferences and everybody would be like hey nobody's riding with you and Jeff both of you talk too much you guys are riding together <laughs> that sounds right <laughs> it's 100% true and Jeff and I were like okay cool <laughs> yeah and so we would ride and talk and he was the stand up con- comedian and I would like it alright this is a thank you Beth by the way I'm going to take a moment mm-hmm. for being here and being old enough to get most of my references <laughs> I'm obscure even for my own age group, but you will get at least 75 to 80% of them. And Terry never does. And if you don't, feel free to join Team Terry. But I, So um, I was Brandy the fine girl, oh, yeah. and he's the sailor, right? Um, yeah, like it was like that. That was me. It was like Lanza, you're a good one. Like I, he, he came bringing dick joke stories from far away. Right, that was me. So I would I would ride to Nashville and just starry eyed. And in this particular time, we and we'd done this for years, but in this time, I'm I'm at my lowest. I'm homeless. I'm living in my car. I can't see my kids. I get a restraining order against me. It's just crazy can't go home my family chose her in the divorce so again i've been kicked out of everywhere um and i told jeff i really wanted to do it he was like man you really should he was like i don't tell people often because everybody thinks they can do it 
do they not? Oh, yeah. Every asshole thinks they can do it. It's very very true. And a lot of people can. Like you said, it's literally like bar microphone (laughs) list. And (laughs) a lot of people can, but everybody thinks they can. Mm -hmm. I'm funny at work. Good. (laughs) You've got part of the equation. A (laughs) tiny part. There's a lot left to go. Mm -hmm. So Jeff was like, you would be good. And I was like, great. I'd like to do when I want to do one of these open mics. And he'd start telling me that's all you do is come and show up. And I was like, well, I want to do one. And because uh, after a while, I'm thinking about it. And I text him one night. And I was like, I'm, I'm ready. I want to do this. And he was like, great. Tomorrow night at 8. And I was like, oh, I thought this would take months. I, I, oh. So I was like, okay, what do I need? He was like, six minutes, man. Be here at this time. And I was like, okay. So I'm in the back of our our. our, our boss of shoe store i'm putting away shoes talking to myself at night right in six minutes i got 24 hours and i did it and uh, i memorized it and i did it um i've got it run on on um recorded somewhere that's amazing um, matt ward recorded it so i have my very that's first fantastic so it. many of us don't have that I, so that I is amazing it. it's not it's not <laughs> terrible it's not great um having been a musician i came with some skills set already in my utility belt mm-hmm. so it was like a rotc kid joining the army i was like i know how to do some of these things sir i can do this right so um i hit my time just right first time nice. i'm within 30 seconds either way if i recall um, I didn't forget any jokes. Those were things I was worried about forgetting yeah, jokes. Yeah, right. Um, well, I, still, I, I didn't forget any jokes. <laughs> I, they didn't all work, but I told them exactly like I had rehearsed them. I didn't bring any notes. I didn't know that was possible. So I, and that's what helped me. I walk into my first open mic, and there's a local legend who will not be named, bombing like he always did, mm. and he's reading from a a cow print high school notebook you know the one the the collegiate oh yeah, looks like composition, a, yeah book. composition yeah composition book he's reading from a composition book you can't tear those pages out no and he's he's, just, he's holding the book <laughs> in his hand reading what do you get when you and that's what i walked in when i uh-huh. press preservation pub because you have to come upstairs as you come upstairs you're almost just like birthed into the show <laughs> right and that's what i was birthed into was this redneck on stage reading out of a book and i went Oh, I can do this. Oh, I got this. I went up. I did good. I sped a little, like any musician or comedian will do. Time has no uh, relativity, and you will speed up. I did do that real bad. And I caught myself going right, 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 right. And about halfway through, you can hear it. This drunk bitch starts parroting it back to me. She's like, right, right, right. And I was like, oh, shit. But outside of that and a few other little glitches, I was very happy. I would have given it a C plus B minus, which is pretty damn good. That's for an the amazing first time. start, absolutely. And that's an honest, I think, honest, and I, I'm I'm willing to put it on the table for any time for anybody else to judge it. But I say C plus B minus. I know. And so, um, I I was at that moment in my life, and I loved it. I got the bug instantly. I started doing it a little more. I started um, um, getting some therapy, and um, I got some medication to help me through. I started uh, with a gym. Um, I started trying to talk to Lindsay. Um, she saw um, something different in me and heard I was doing comedy and was like, whoa, he's following dreams. He's achieving things. Maybe I should rethink this. And so I comedy rebuilt me as a person. And because of that, I rebuilt my marriage. And I 100% say that comedy is 100% of the reason that I lay in the bed next to my wife today with my kids down the hall. 
And that's a huge thing for me. That's a huge thing for anybody that's doing yeah. this. That is yeah. goals. So that is amazing. That, I'm a far cry from that, but that is a hell that, of a story. And I, I thank you. <laughs> and, and it I'm gives not, me gives me inspiration. I, and well, I, I, I when you said that you were you know at a low point starting and you had depression, oh, yeah. and so I think that's a very similar thing because you are a single mom, mm-hmm. correct? And you're how old is your I'm child? Four, oh, he's ten. Ten. And I get help from his okay. dad. Don't misconstrue. Like he's still right. very much in the picture, but Good. it's still a very tough situation. I, it, it's hard for. <laughs> any parent of it anything really um terry's a you know a recent addition to the parent game That's um right. <laughs> and and so you understand that um it's a heavy burden in the sense of that it weighs down on you and you can either use the love of it to um gain the strength to rise up and carry it or you can let it crumble you and that's why we have a lot of um you know single parents um grandparents with kids um and not all i mean death things happen that can't be controlled but a lot of that um is caused by i think um people crumbling under the weight of it because it's a heavy heavy load bro and i love it it's hard and i still fight it especially fighting to build myself as a person i'm still a long way from perfect i still fight depression um i still have a lot of issues that i'm not um set up on (laughs) by a long shot but i'm a lot better than i used to be and it's 100% because of comedy. I mean, that's what it's about is yeah. just getting better in whatever respect, whether you just want right. to be a better comic or be better at socializing, right. beat some anxiety that, you know, crops up here yeah. and there, or just generally round yourself out so you're not literally going to work and going home and going to work and going home. Mm-hmm. So beating that monotony is huge. And I still fall into that. It's still hard yeah. for me. I live an hour away from anything, you know, scene-wise. Um, I work full-time. Currently, I'm working nights which fucks everything yeah if i worked in town it'd be like get off at 9 30 boom i could still catch the end of the list right but now it's like get off at 9 30 driving out i get there 10 30 oh shows 30 minutes yeah. yeah so you get there I when they're going it. all right thanks yeah. for coming out yeah yeah so i don't get it often and i don't get that many chips to play anyway of get out of the house again because i got full-time responsibility yeah. and even with a full-time partner my partner is disabled so that's a, another level of having to carry yeah. things much like being a single parent your parent is supportive but not there 100%. Right. So we each have these different puzzle pieces, um, like a role-playing game, you know? It's like, I have this strength, but I have this, uh, you know, weakness. And so um, being a single parent, you laughingly, um, you know, I told you that I was had wrote things for our five to drive. I tried to, because I didn't know you that well. And mm. I, I'm always willing to make a shift in the middle of an episode. <laughs> if I learn something about you that I go, that I really get a, I get a big bite into that uh, piece of information. But... I, I, I sent you earlier and I said, give me five just general topics because I wanted to see if I could write a better five to drive than I did already. Mm-hmm. And you sent me uh, a list and it was great because of uh, uh, documentaries, big documentary fan myself. Awesome. So I'm in. Sweet. I love it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm a, a big fan. And I was like, well, top five documentaries. I don't know. Um, you said Asian food. Again, oh I, I love Asian food. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your go to dish? That's a <laughs> that's a hard choice. Now, when you say if Asian, you, uh, how if, broad is your spectrum? Because Asian is huge. It's pretty broad. I married okay. before I got uh, separated. I okay. married a guy that uh, is a, is from a British expat family that Ooh. was he was born and raised in Hong Kong. I'm a bit of an Anglophile. So <laughs> is he still? His single? brother's cute. Yeah, he's single okay. too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but uh, that opened my my mind up to Asian cuisine. Okay. So if you walked me in somewhere and you said they have everything what would you get i'd probably go for dim sum okay which dim sum is dim sum is a cantonese uh, little dumplings meal and it's dumplings it's 
it's steamed meats, it's the, the, pastries, it's rice dishes. Is they, that the bamboo bu- bucket thingies? There are a million, yeah, okay. a million things, and they wheel these carts around right. dim sum restaurants, right. and they lift the lids. It's basically and all a cart for Asians. It is amazing. Right? Is that not fair? All a cart for Asians. Absolutely. Is a I'm pretty low maintenance that. girl, I and I don't that. tend to go a la carte, but dim sum is all a okay. la carte, so yeah. I spoil myself. Okay, I would love that. Um, <laughs> I've never done like Thai food or oh, Indian man. food. Oh gosh, but Korean my, Korean food is amazing. Not that I know of. Oh um, my gosh, <laughs> my my um, uh, expansion of Asian food is small town redneck Asian taste. Like I like Chinese and, oh, and, yeah. and Japanese. Uh, you know, to what I know of them. Yeah, I grew up as shitty as they may be. I've had yeah. better versions of the Americanized shitty version, so I've at least had good of each right. um, i like sushi you know things right. like that but um um so for me it's like cashew chicken that's my thing i love me some cashew some chicken good stuff yeah. so but i didn't want to do a, a top five asian foods no that's fair um so let's, i haven't uh, eaten yet either okay. so that would be totally awful. all right so <laughs> let me yeah i won't do that so wasn't going to do documentaries wasn't going to do that let's see what else did you send me um I'll have to, i can't look them up but um uh comedy again comedy is a wide variety you know there's there's three out of the back I, comedy can do so much and i i was already on comedy but the one that tickled me the most was sex travel was in there travel too, travel travel that was the other one. <laughs> travel and yes sex and, was and in yes there too. <laughs> five five well we're adults it's okay we're parents people know we have sex uh there's no question whether the three people in this room had sex the three people here are parents that's how biology works it's not right now people and that's what um, you need to keep in mind <laughs> so uh hey I, i'm married and i can have that same answer at any given moment it's 2019 um, yeah so um um and, and travel top five travel could be something but i was like how am i gonna make a top five out of sex i was like give me your top five favorite positions so i was laughing <laughs> because I was like nope there's no better answer than I think what I actually had or anything I could pull out um, but it did it did make me think of something and I, I, I do again, want to get a little personal for a moment um, are you, you currently dating at the moment you don't have to give any details no okay so as a, 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 a an adult uh, like ourselves who again is, is not the age of our peers um, I, I've been lucky enough to be in a relationship for a long time but there was a, that year that I was on the market temporarily and right. I tried to you know get, but I'm pointless how hard is it to, as a, as a, as a again, uh, 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 elder statesman of our scene, if you will, because we just, that's who we are. You got to be honest. Um, the calendar does not lie whether we want it to or not. Um, with a single parent, um, how hard is it to date? I mean, do you find other people out there like, I'm fucked up too, but I got some qualities. Um, I'll lower my standards. You lower, well, we, we might like this. I have something to offer, but I'm a little fucked up too. Do you, is, there, is there other people out there that are also... Or is it just like, fuck this, this isn't going to happen, I don't care? I mean, resources are kind of the name of the game. Okay. Because you've got... Because I'm out. I, I, I don't know any of this. <laughs> but I was never good at it even when I was in my prime. Right. Like, I'm shitty. I'm, I'm not um, an attractive person. And I don't mean to, like, self-loathe, but I'm not, like, a, the traditional societal norm attractive. I know. Oh, come on. Uh, but I'm no chud either, right? I don't have, like, a third nipple on my cheek or anything freakishly weird. Um, but I know me, it's personality based. Anybody who's ever dated me or been with me on any intimate level um, was personality attracted. That's just, you might like this, but I'm not a panty wetter from across the room and I'm fully aware. <laughs> right? And I'm okay with that. Like, this does not offend me. I'm not disappointed. It's like, meh. You know, I get it. Um, and typically, if you are, great, but you still have to get to know me and I have to do the long con. You know, right. I have to sell you on humor for a long time. Right. I don't flirt. I'm shitty with it. I don't pick up signals. You could literally be like, hey, I want to fuck. And I'd be like, huh, 
what does she want? <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm that guy. Lindsay had to flirt with me. I didn't, yeah. Yeah, if she hadn't flirted with me, we would have never met. Right. And so um, I, I was bad at it in my prime. Mm-hmm. In my broken late 30s, I, in, living in my car, <laughs> nothing to offer. I was terrible at it. I tried, like, just, no, but I didn't know resources. I was too old for the computer dating. I didn't know if that was worth it. Have you done that? Oh, have you tried I have. It? That's, okay. one, that's one of the three is okay. computer okay. dating. So, <laughs> so give me the give me the honest peer to peer old fart answer. How is that? I mean, like honestly, how is that? I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine. There are there are plenty of ways to hook up. Okay, um, are there? Because I don't I don't know them. Because once you log in and you set your sex to female, that's okay. it. Like all bets are off. Okay. Okay. All bets are off, but uh, if you've got standards, it's difficult. Of course. If you have a social life, it's difficult. Of course. And like you said, personality matters a lot. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily a panty wetter from across the room either. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you never know. I think I have a good personality, a good enough personality. I have a good circle of friends and acquaintances. I do comedy. I actually enjoy it. I'm not out to make money or make a name for myself. It's just fun. Yeah. But when it comes to dating, if I put on my profile on online dating, I'm a comedian. Nine times out of ten, what is the first thing that I get asked? Can you tell me a joke? Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I meant to swipe left and then I unmatch with them. That's my joke because that's like I meant to turn you down and yeah. then buy. So oh, online sucks. The second resource you have uh-huh. is your social circle, right. which now I'm a comic. That's a dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you talk about the, people going, I'm fucked up, but I have redeeming qualities. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And they're like, yeah, but, uh, you know. The the dating of the peer always <laughs> tends to the, the cook who dates the server. The right, you know right. the, uh, the 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 any two people who tend to date the the comedian who dates the female comedian or other two comedians, right. um, it, it does tend to go wrong real quick. The fortunate um, thing is, uh, I don't pick shitty people to date, and no. it sure. usually is just a set of circumstances that makes things not work out. So I have dated a comic who I now work with on a regular basis, and we go eat dinner and watch nice. movies, and it's very chill. Nice. And he does his thing, and I do my thing, and it's just a lot of on tinder not telling jokes to guys nice. okay that works. but occasionally it works out um i can tell you a little story if you okay. want yeah okay I, um, I love a good story i recently matched with somebody on tinder okay right and conversation started now, question again because i know nothing That's about fine. this i actually have a joke where I, t- I talk about having a fast food tinder i don't know if you heard this with my kids like <laughs> you know their do's their don'ts they're swiping left on bacon swiping right on tomato <laughs> and i stop and go look i know nothing about this i don't know if i said i would just pass on bacon and fuck a tomato <laughs> That's exactly what you just okay. said <laughs> and I, and which the, is wrong you know and the joke is so switch please feel free to adjust that to your nutritional um uh humor at its best right so vegetarians keep that the way it is if that's right and so that's that's because i don't that's know anything great. that's really good for I, a, a troglodyte I, I know to nothing. online apps yeah. well done so okay so <laughs> when you say i match with somebody does that mean they chose you or you chose them or does that mean both it means both it means if okay. you're swiping a gallery of people and you're swiping okay. right then in the system when it shows that person your picture and they swipe right it pops up and says it's a match and nice. then only then can you talk to each other Okay. So you really, okay. all you get of a person are photos, 
name, like age and location, and like a tiny profile, whatever they choose. Right. A lot of guys just put just ask. If you've got sunglasses and a fish in your hand, I'm not going to ask. Like, oh, Okay. I was thinking, I was like, what? Yeah. But I get the picture, right? But this guy was good. Like, he mm-hmm. actually had a personality, you know, was interested. So in you have said, I would fuck this. Yeah, you and know. he has said, I would fuck that. <laughs> My so problem. we're at least ready to find out, <laughs> will this really, like, go to the next level. But that's where it starts. Right. When you're flipping, if all you have is a picture and a few stats, it really is, yeah, it hit that yeah i'd hit that no yep yeah i'd hit that so i mean that's really what it is so at the at this point you've both went yeah i'd hit that right okay so we're that far in okay so you know that's nice and then having a conversation that didn't start with can you tell me a joke okay. uh that was really cool are you honest you put a real picture up there oh, absolutely. Like, okay. like a recent picture okay, okay okay like i'm brutally honest okay 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 that's good <laughs> i hope everybody is flatter oh no find a flatter i know have no. you met the internet <laughs> no. no i hope everybody is I would want everybody to be. Absolutely. I'm not an idiot, but I, I would hope everybody would be. I know they're not. But I, I wonder what people do. Are, you're 100% honest. Everything on there. Oh, recently, yeah. Find a flattering picture, but it's still like, again, we know when the magazines go, find me pretty people. Right. Yeah, I'm not. You're, I'm, you're not knocking on my door, and I'm cool with that. Right. You find say, find me funny people. Okay. I'm cool. I'm in on that. Right. And so I'm okay with it. But. Anyway, we've met each other. We've both said I'd hit that. We're talking online. Things are going well in talking. We did. Yeah. Not, we did not start with how. Uh, tell me a joke. Yeah. No, we did good. Okay. Um, you know, I had just lost a job and was job okay. hunting, so that's not a very desirable no. trait, and that didn't turn him off from talking to me. So that was nice. He has a job. Good. Has a house. Good. Has a dog, which is good. always a plus. Um, and so things were going well. And then he asked me about my relationship situation. I said, well, I've been separated for a few years uh, financially. I'm not ready to get a divorce yet. And there's no rush on either side. Right. Um, so that's where I am. And I was still? like, how about you? Still, still married? Yeah. I understand. Yeah. We, we, my brother and, and, and ex-sister-in-law have been married for a long time, similar for the same reason. Oh, so yeah. I understand that. But anyway, go ahead. He's still you want cool. to ask me about dragging things out, mm-hmm. I'm your girl. Excellent. But uh, so I said, and what about your situation? He's like, I'm also separated. And I was like, oh, for how long? He's like, a couple weeks. <laughs> oh. So I thought, okay, red flag number one. And I thought, okay, cool. So I'm telling myself, like, this isn't serious, not a big deal, still might be a good friend, acquaintance, lover, right. whatever. Yeah, friend with benefits. We can work here. So we... I'm cool with all levels. I get an invitation to dinner, and oh. I meet him for dinner. And that's okay. our first face-to-face meeting. Okay. Um, and he looks like his pictures, and I'm, I'm looking like my pictures for the most part. And... Like the food was great. <laughs> nice. That's, that's the single a, compliment. That's of the about day. what I can tell you about right. the date. There was was it, was it just no personality or a, a turn off personality? Like a walking dial can, tone. Okay, because <laughs> no personality and too much of any one personality can both be a turn off. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can take too much of any one and just be like, no. Oh, yeah. If you could drop 30%, 40% off of that, I might put something inside of you. It's like but the comics that are is, always on. You know, you can't do that. No. But you got to have some sign no. of life there. So it was very dull date. No. Very okay. dull. But he was nice. He was a gentleman. Open doors for me. I'm in all that shit. I'm like okay. a neo-feminist. Okay. Neo-retro-feminist. Okay. I don't know. You may not survive well here because I may say something <laughs> stupid. No. Uh, if, you, if you've known my act enough to know that I may say something stupid and had turned you off by now, we're good. No, I'm hard to offend. Excellent. I'm me real too. hard to offend. Me too. I kind of love everybody personal. even when they're awful <laughs> i i've learned a long time ago compartmentalize yeah. it 
Somebody made a joke. Of, like, I've lost a child. Make a joke about dead babies. Is it a funny joke? I'm going to laugh. I'm a Christian. Make a Jesus joke. Is it funny? I'm going to laugh. Right. And I've said this a thousand times. Here's the deal. I have a belief that I don't expect you to have, and I don't force it on you, and I don't talk about it unless it's relevant to the subject, so I'm not a dick. Right. I might be a right-wing conservative Christian, but I'm not an asshole. I still have some semblance of a heart. I just have different beliefs on taxes and personal responsibility. Okay? Right. Um, and I believe in a higher power. I don't shove it down anybody's throat. But what it tends to be um, is that um, when you, you people hear that, they go, oh, you must think this. And they go, no, I don't, I don't give a shit what you do. You, you fuck who you want to fuck, do what you want to do. Um, I don't give a shit. But... Um, I, I, I have a belief, and your joke isn't going to crack that belief. Right. I've believed this for a long time. I'm willing to talk, hear new things, think new things. If you have a, 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 a proof that there is no God and you want to present it, cool, let's check it out. I might change my mind. But up until that point, I've got my beliefs, and your joke is not going to shake my faith. Right. Um, and if it does, my faith was shit to begin with. Right. You, I'm assuming, uh, are, are more of a left-wing, liberal, um, believing person, as most comics are. And I, I love my comic friends. I don't care. You are I definitely don't... the standout in our yeah, group. Oh, like, yeah. You're one of the few that we're like, yeah, totally Lance is it. super cool. Totally Here's cool. things that Beth does not yeah. need to talk to Lance about. Well, even even when we talk about it, um, it's one of those things where I, if you have something you want to say, say it. I listen. I present. You know, that's how it should work. Hey, that's here's my thought. Yeah. And I go, you know what? That's a cool thought. I don't believe it, but I see where you come with that. Here's my thought okay you don't believe that great but you see where i come with that i presented a well thought we had a nice conversation you might take away and go huh i didn't think about it like that but now i have a different understanding of why people believe it i don't but i see what you do and maybe i'm more sympathetic to the next time i come across this right. conversation right. i may be able to present to the asshole on both sides who won't shut the fuck up and is screaming in the street and you can't talk to and rationalize and might have a different perspective to handle that person Right. And we learn that being very different on the cross the table. Um, I don't expect you to change yours. If I tell um, a liberal, a libtard joke, which I don't because I don't do political humor. It's just not my thing. Even because I know, one, people don't want to hear my side of it. And I don't mean that as like poor, pitiful me, but they don't. Most comic shows and comedians are liberal, left-leaning, mm -hmm. left-leaning um, perspectives. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, so there are right-wing comedians who make it work. I don't want to tell political jokes either way. You know, I, I just, it's not my thing. I'm not, I don't, I don't have the desire. It's I don't, enough of a joke now anyway that it's yeah. really not funny. And in so if so. I tell some libtard <laughs> joke, um, I don't expect you to be like, he's right. <laughs> Women's <laughs> rights are stupid. <laughs> I don't need an abortion. I don't expect you to break down your beliefs on my joke. And so that's the way it is. So tell a joke. If it's funny, I'm going to laugh. Right. I'm, if I'm the butt of it, great. It's a funny joke. You did it well. Awesome. Right. You know, I get sick of hearing all the Trump jokes. I'm not a big Trump lover myself. You know, I just get sick of them. It's like, gosh, you know, you're the 900th person to make the 400th version of that joke. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you got something new and funny, bring it. I will laugh. You tell me a funny Trump joke, I'm in. I want to hear it. Tell me a funny Barack joke, I'm in. I want to hear it. I'm all for the joke. You know, I can separate uh, the, the compartmentalization of it. So it just doesn't bother me when people, I mean, I'm not an offensive guy. You know, no, you, you're not. I, you, I know that I could approach you with a different opinion, and you're not going to blast me. No. But I'm not a provocative person, and that I don't go looking for fights. No. And a lot of people get on the stage and go looking for fights with that kind of comedy. Yes. It is yes. not for me as uh, an audience member or as a performer. So no. I'm right there with I'm you. Not, I, I'm not. I'm a loud comic. I'm not an aggressive comic. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm definitely loud and animated. I'm not definitely loud and aggressive. Yeah. And so I don't. I don't take it uh, to that level. I just don't want to. 
it's not my thing. And I know you, you've dabbled in political humor and, and some feminist humor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, I've never been offended by it. Um, do you find, again, with, um, you know, the perspective of being, you know, uh, an, a later start at comedy, a single mom, um, do you find that, and being, you know, politically motivated, do you find that writing comes from one place more than the other? Do all three bleed into every perspective? Um, did you plan to be like, I'm going to be this comic? Mm-hmm. Um, does, how, how effective are those backgrounds to your, your, your writing? I mean, anybody that's seen me perform live comedy knows that I make a lot of jokes referring to my son, things he says, mm-hmm. things he's told me. Um, I make references to politics. Usually it's something that affects me right. um, in some way. And, you know, being older, that was my go-to for comedy for right. the longest time because when I went to Friendly Town and a lot of the other mics, I was the oldest person in the mm. room, um, which is a strange feeling, but I'd done public speaking before. I'd hosted live events for radio, okay. so I could stand in front of people and be myself. Like but, myself. You came in with a little degree already. Right, which is nice. It is. And, it makes you it know, easier. That kind of, I like holding that card, but... It, all of it informs my comedy, but it seems to break down into two categories. It's either just random shit that I think of that's funny, and I write it down, and that's a joke, or it literally comes from real stuff that happens. Do you, you know? plan to write? Are you the, um, the I must spend this time with pen and paper, sit and write? I just try to write stuff down regularly. Okay. I've kicked myself too many times thinking of something funny and not writing it down. And then later being like, what was that joke about Rosé and cataracts? I've it. Like it <laughs> I've done it a ton. It's so um, frustrating. So I don't, I don't make myself do my homework, but I always try to keep my thoughts going. And before shows, I look at all of my jokes in my little joke book. Mm-hmm. Because I never know if, I, you know if I've got a show coming up. I host shows every other week. Mm-hmm. And I was hosting a weekly mic. So I have to constantly write stuff. Or do it off the cuff, which I do not recommend for show hosts. It's very tough, even if you are witty, uh, which I'm not. So it's a double struggle. But <laughs> I always try to do enough homework where I think, I know what I'm going to get up there and say. But I always go back to my book. And I'm like, let me make sure there's not one more tidbit that would fit into this, you know, in context or content or whatever. So I got I got room to work. There are a lot of new comics that I know they make themselves sit down and write regularly. Yeah. And there's a lot of talented people yeah. that have really made it that they're like, I write every day or I write, you know whatever like systematically and i'm not at that level yet (laughs) i I don't think it's a level i think it's just a um again what we should learn a long um ago was that um every kid learns different and we have to teach different and so every comic um, musician etc approaches it different some musicians the same way today i will sit and write a song some musicians are like holy shit look at that that's a song right. and it's inspiration based I tend to be inspiration based I cannot force and I, I even with my music I can't fo- sit and go I will write a song and that makes I'm, me feel better than I'm thinking. sitting there <laughs> I'm sitting there playing and I'll be playing my guitar and I'll just start singing and I'll be like oh there's a song cool and I'm inspired nice. same way with jokes I'll think of something in the shower or you know at work right. and I'll start laughing and talking to myself and going over it and being like okay 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 um, but I actually don't write anything down yeah, wow. I don't. I don't write anything. That's fantastic. Um, I I don't write. I know comics. You are the Jay Z of comedy. I hope you get that reference. I, I, I hope Terry gets I, that I, reference. Terry should get that reference. I got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the only man to change the world without a pen. Um, but uh, yes, I do get the reference. But uh, I, I don't. I, mean, I don't write anything. I mean that as a compliment. I, I know. It, I appreciate it's it. It's a lot of work. I've done stage acting stuff. I cannot do it without writing it, rewriting I, it, studying it. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. But that I, is amazing. I write joke titles down. If I'm doing 
15 to 20 or more. I like up to 15, no worries. I take no set list, no nothing. If I'm doing, um, like I said, 20 or more, I'll usually take a set list and that's it. But that's all I really write down are joke titles. I don't actually um, write anything. What I do is um, I I go over to my head. I talk out loud in the shower, Mm -hmm. in the car, in the commute. um, And that's it. That's all I do. I don't, I've never wrote anything down. I've tried it. I don't like it. It's not my thing. I just talk to myself. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, that makes sense. I've been catching up on the Dick Cavett interviews lately on okay. YouTube. Yeah. Um, which, you know, the man can talk a mile a minute, yeah. but and he's a great interview. there's a few famous interview. ones, uh, John Lennon and Yoko, the Jimi Hendrix. So I watched uh, the George Harrison one, okay. and he mentioned to George Harrison something about a new song, and since you don't write your music, how do you do that? And I sat there and went, what? <laughs> And now I'm realizing, like, that's a really yeah. common thing. Like, his answer was very similar to what you said. It's just uh, it comes to mind, and then it comes to life. Mm-hmm. And I admire, I think that's really cool. Well, you mentioned the last time I saw you, you were like, I, I, I've seen you a couple times. You, this was your quote, if I get this right, that you had seen me a couple times. Um, and every time, obviously not a couple, but you had seen me, and every time you see me, you had told me, t- heard me tell the same joke a couple times in different ways, slightly different ways for to fit the situation or the time, and that you were um, admiring that. Absolutely, I, um, I, I think that's, that's important. I don't want to go to a show where some comedians just buy, you know, verbatim just rattling jokes off no, at me. I guess it's not writing so them I, down. I, I, I love guess it. It's the it difference must of not be. writing them down. Yeah, um, but it's just never been my thing. Um, but that's that's cool. Like in the differences of different children, grown children here, learning different ways and, and tackling things different ways. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just have never done it. Now I've even I, I don't work off the cuff well as far as like stage work, crowd work. I don't I do do that. Um, but I wish I did. I wish I could do better with with crowd work. I'm just, working on mine. It's yeah. as a host, it's like something I kind of think is fun, but you got to judge your audience. I am. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I have my line is so far. I'm always like, dude, mm-hmm. if, if I'm rehearsed a little and have, I can set the line for normal people. Right. But if I'm just free balling out there, you know, with my dick in the wind, <laughs> I may in fact go too far. <laughs> I have, I have gone too far many occasions well, in many di- situations. That's the difference between giving them a show and giving them an experience. So. So, um, which, speaking of which, um, I'm going to rewind for a minute. You never told me what the third way to get uh, your needs met as a uh, uh, adult single parent comic for working full time, just in the free world, just randomly, organically okay. meeting people—that's the hardest. Where one. you literally just a glance at a gas station or bumping into somebody at the grocery store. Um, so I'm waiting for that. <laughs> okay. I've heard of this third method, but for now, okay. it's basically just online, online or friends. who do I know? Okay. Who All do right. my friends know? Well, and I, I don't know. I, I don't didn't do well with it. I hit friends when I yeah. when I was single for that year. Again, after being married for again, this has been six years ago. So at that time, we would have been married about six years. You know, been together about ten at that point. Right. So we'd been together a long time, and it had been a, a long time since I had dated or been. And I didn't know what to do, but I had a couple friends I had been flirty with, and I was like, huh, let me try this. Uh, I got shot down. Uh, it did not go well. I did get the greatest shoot down ever. I had kind of thrown it out there. You know, I kind of, I'm not a dick pic guy. So let me go ahead and say that. I've never done anything of the sorts. So I'm not that guy. But I, I literally did, you know, flirt a little and message and, you know, come to a show and we talked. And um, so I was like, okay. I was doing it kind of the old fashioned way through like Facebook Messenger. Um, and Sliding into the DMs. Mr. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of. But we had been friends for a long time. I, I had known her when she was dating a friend of mine. They had broke up long, long time separated. And then like we had stayed friends. And so um, she came out to a show when I'm like second or third time. 
time I was doing it. And uh, I was like, okay, cool, all right. And we were kind of flirty. And uh, I was like, all right. And when I laid it out there, she was like, these are not the droids you're looking for. Aww. And I was like, I ain't even mad. <laughs> I ain't even mad. I'm, I mean, I'm upset. At I least really... you put yourself out there. That's what's hard for me. Like I said, I'm like a neo-retro feminist. So, like, I, you know, I'm just, if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. You don't have to open the door for me. You don't have to help me carry my groceries. If you do, that's is, awesome. Is that like a Maude Lebowski kind of situation? Something like that. I'm so, okay, so sometimes Maude just shows up and is like, dick yeah. now i mean that's is like are you do you get to that point because there's a woman you laughed earlier and said that if you said it to a woman you were set and and there is i laughed because that's true um again as somebody who we laughingly said was a, a you know under the societal um standard we're we who are who we are right. but somebody's willing to be out there with us we have kids so right. at some point somebody's willing and you meet lovely people that are willing along your way um so as that as a woman is it's easier to go out and be like, hey, I'm not everybody's first choice, but somebody will be this choice. <laughs> as a guy, you can't do that. I mean, like, you're not in control. So at least as a woman, I assume, and this may be the terrible thing, but it's fact. And I think probably that's a feminist uh, power. I think that's probably one of the things you celebrate is like, <laughs> I'm in control. When I go out to a club, nobody's looking for dick everybody's looking for what I got. <laughs> and so I'm assuming that that does make it um, easier for women to men. No? You should get no? I don't know. Maybe it's not working for me. Oh. I, I am afraid it's one of two things. Either it's intimidating. Okay. That I, okay. Not that I do comedy, but that okay. I host or that I just put myself out there, that I'm nice to everybody. Maybe Here's. that's like, does she legit really? flirt with everybody? I don't know. Or it is because, you know, and we kind of said we wouldn't go here, but we can. Mm. Uh, you know, having dated somebody who is active in the scene yeah. and then not dating them, but still being around them. Weird. Pretty much we're still a couple, even though we're not. And so, you know, it's Co-parenting not, on a different level. <laughs> right. We co-parent like, our show. I thought I got rid of you. No, no, no. Uh, we got shit together. But, you know, you can't throw that yeah. away just because one aspect doesn't work out. Right. But because we often are seen out together, I think the message is just oh well, they're they're still a thing and no, so no. i you know that's why i've gotten to the point where i'm like if you see me out do not ask me how this dude no, is ask no. him if you see me and you want to date him you can ask him you don't need to ask me if he's single like i, I get everybody gets the first one for free <laughs> you know you get the hey how so and so are you guys busy? oh you're not dating okay i'm so sorry everybody right? gets one you right? get one that's we talked about that last time it's like i get the first one right it's totally cool right after a point it's like you know you fucked up that's so wrong um or when it, when it's known when you've posted it on facebook or something or something else said or they're dating somebody new and you're like hey i don't know if you noticed right. not together so um it is it is one of those things that everybody gets one mistake but um yeah. yeah i i didn't try i was just new in comedy and i i didn't try to flirt with other comedians and I just, flirt but I think I'm just some charming old auntie to most of them I have a lot of millennial friends yeah. and I've dated some millennials okay. but I just I think the gap is just like yeah Beth's really sweet I like instant friend mm-hmm. zone or the millennials that are into the older mm-hmm. ladies are literally just like I'm not going up to her for right. whatever huh. whatever reason do you prefer one over the other do you prefer the younger guy who's into it or do you prefer somebody your own age well or guy girl I don't know I'm not I don't know what your thing is but whatever I don't do really <laughs> I don't really consider myself a cougar. I don't okay. go looking for okay. younger dudes. Let's make happens, that very happens. clear. Okay. It just happens that way. I think it's largely due to the fact that I got married when I was 21. Okay. And then stayed with that guy for 15 years. Okay. So by the time I'm done, I'm in my mid-30s. Right. And who have I dated? No. Who, what have I gone out and done? Right. So in my brain, like I am that late 20s, early 30s 
chick. Right. Uh, but I just have a lot more icy hot right. on. Okay. <laughs> that was Lindsay. Like, um, Lindsay and I started uh, dating when she was 18. I was older than her, but she was 18. So she's, uh, she dated before me. And, and so well, she wasn't a virgin or anything. But yeah. she'd had, but her experiences are dwarfed compared to mine just due to the amount of age that I had in there. Right. Um, and so that would be where she's at. She's had uh, a very uh, limited experience because she's at the same point. And she, again, dated, dry, you know, saw some guys during our uh, separation. She was far more successful. Again, why I'm assuming, you know, because here you are. She had an apartment, so she wasn't homeless. I guess that was one step up. Um, she was attractive, but she was still, you know, saddled with two kids and a single mom. And she right. had baggage, and she's kind of fucked up, but she still has things to offer. Right. And so she was still so more successful. So it's like, I guess it's easier for women you know i, I always uh, assume that i, I always assume with the power it's easier for you to make the decision to go i will go home with somebody it know. will happen now i personally never had a one-night stand i don't know anything about it i've never done it <laughs> i don't recommend them <laughs> for any age or okay. gender or anybody ever like psa don't just I've don't never. if you only want to do that with that person and that's all you want to do with uh, that person you should probably find another person like okay. what a risk what a waste of time yeah. like life is too short kids i have <laughs> i have fucked friends one time i will say that that's fair okay. you already know this person yeah, well exactly you now, know I, where you're probably I, I have land to qualify that, that i i uh, in my asterisk sammy sosa in the book <laughs> i have fucked friends one time um, but I've never had a one night stand. I've never met a stranger That's, and fight. No, it's not my thing. There I, is a big difference between those again, two things. Not a panty wetter from across the room. I have to lure you in with humor. I'm a big pussy, so I don't have the ability to use that humor quick right. and on the spot and seal the deal in three hours before the club closes. <laughs> I don't have that ability. I'm not that guy. I wish I was. I right. wish I could roll and be like, yo, baby. And just start laying on the jokes <laughs> and just be like, mm-hmm, I may not panty wet from across the room, but let me get you with an earshot. Boom. I'm dropping punchlines. You're dropping panties. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I would love that. I, I would wanted, love to be like that, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I always wanted to be that guy, but I couldn't, and so I never have. I just never that. No, mm-hmm. I, uh, I've i had some one-night stands. Okay. Sorry, Mom. but it, <laughs> I don't think she's listening. No, probably not. She can't hear anyway. Okay. But... <laughs> But, it's not good. She can't hear good. She won't hear this. <laughs> no, it's it's both good. Okay. I, I do comedy now. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't recommend it. And maybe it's just the baggage of the fucked upness and the having a kid <laughs> and doing comedy and, you know, I don't know. But one night stands happened because I just literally went and said, uh, yeah, you're hot. Can we do this? Yeah, I would love to. I it's don't some... want to do that anymore. Oh, yeah? So maybe that's holding me back because I do not put myself out like that, out there like that when I'm looking at anybody anymore i genuinely meant when i said like life is too yeah. short like a lady has needs but yeah <laughs> yeah i don't I know it. class standards i don't know i I'm still a- have to want some it's like look can we can we can we set a standard <laughs> and still realize that we're probably not compatible and can just do the one fun thing um I, when i was again single there for that 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 time um i didn't go for younger girls it's like i creep younger girls out i don't see that happening so it was at least girls <laughs> semi my age friends you know peers of some level uh, within a five-year window, I guess. Uh, but I just I couldn't do the younger guy. Yeah. I couldn't be the sugar daddy. I'm not rich. That helps. But I've dated older guys, that. and I married an older guy, yeah. and it just doesn't seem to work out. Guys my age, it's 50-50. Okay. You know, okay. I am a kooky chick, and okay. I have a diverse set of interests. So if you are literally the Call of Duty Mountain Dew and Pizza mm-hmm. Hut Saturday night guy, yeah. 
I can hang, okay. but I don't only want to do that ever. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can hang with a lot of people, but if that's all you're into, I can't no. can't do it. Okay. It's the same with documentaries. I love documentaries. I also love some mountains. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be diverse. I and like that's, food and knitting. Like I can I can hang. That's but the thing I can't with, just stay in and do just that. No. It's soul sucking. I, I get attached. I never could do just a sexual relationship. I think, you know, like I said, I've had friends and we've, you know, done the thing and it was cool and I was like, come go had the experience it was fun um and um i think now if i was single again and it was i would do a friends with benefits in a heartbeat i'm not like i'm i'm cool with that like right. i'm totally down with that hey you want to hang out and do nothing cool next week hey you want to hang out fuck cool i'm cool with that too like i'm down with that and i've had those relationships that went on for a, a length of time when i was in that age right. and i would i would go back to that in a heartbeat the the mod lebowski and jeffrey just like mm-hmm, okay right. today not today cool all right i would do that but i wouldn't I wouldn't want to do just a sexual relationship. It's nothing. If we don't have at least something else, I'm not interested. Yeah. I want to hang out yeah, and laugh not- and joke. And, and that's why I love my marriage because I do have somebody I can be sexual with and laugh and joke and sit around. And because, and, you know, again, again, we're old and married. Sex isn't always uh, popping. Right. Um, but we, there. <laughs> we do chill on the couch and watch TV and we, we laugh and we joke and we cook dinner. And so right. uh, I like that. I love this person with all my heart. And so I'm happy to have that relationship. Um but uh, it is it is hard. I can't I can't imagine being back out there because yeah. I, I sucked at it in my prime. Well, I'm a really sex positive person. Like cool. I really believe people should do what makes them happy as long as everybody's safe Me and too. happy. Um, so it's not coming from a place of like being a prude, no. being like I'm not doing one night stands yeah. anymore. I just genuinely didn't enjoy yeah. them. Yeah, it was literally like, oh, is that what this was? Okay, cool. Or me going, yeah, that's all this was. Sorry. Okay. And either way, it's not. It's not even rejection. No. It's like quality. Like I literally want to be able to like hang with you again. Like let's go do something else again. That's where friends of, with benefits is good. Exactly. And now it's the never... age of polyamory, so you can have multiple friends with benefits as long as everybody's safe and happy, <laughs> exactly. right? Um, I'm still totally new to that, but have so many friends who are openly polyamorous that mm-hmm. you obviously learn by osmosis. Um, and we've right. had several polyamorous people on the, the show talking about it openly. So, right. you know, because we covered the, um, you know, for people that don't know the difference in polyamory, swinging, and, uh, you know, uh, open relationships. These are all three very distinctive things right. that, that are our family tree to each other, but have very distinct definitions and boundaries. Um, and I, too, am sex positive. I and monogamous mm. um but i understand polyamory i get um swinging i don't know if i would ever do it i like the fantasy of swinging i don't think i would like the reality yeah um, that's just me i don't know i've never tried it i'm just i have and again i don't recommend it okay okay right, same right. with open relationships they both are too tricky okay so polyamory is like the the real unknown for me okay. like as a dating person okay like i understand I it can work it. yeah and i i know friends that do it don't know if I can do it. That's we'll what we'll find out. That's the one. Oh, Maybe. Well, like, oh, okay. <laughs> First, you have to have one relationship. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> then you add another. So, um, Baby steps. I understand the concept of polyamory. <laughs> hey, I have different needs that I can get from different people and, and form different bonds, and we can all be open and honest about this. And hey, I love my wife, but you know what? She doesn't love horror movies. So, this is my girlfriend, Angie, who loves horror movies. Right. And you know, Angie does do anal. My wife doesn't. So, <laughs> while she and and Bert, who like to watch documentaries and just do, you know, like uh, outside the pants stuff, 
I'm going to go watch the new Friday the 13th and put it in Angie's butt. And I get that. And I know that's a cartoonish variation, that but it's fairly spot on. beautiful illustration. It's, 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 it's fairly spot on because it's like, hey, I have needs that my, my, my first primary love, I don't know what term to use, but my primary love doesn't meet. And they have, they have uh, uh, needs that I don't meet for them. So what if we found people that met those needs and so we can all be together? Right. And I get, I get that concept. I don't know if I could do it. I, you know, I would, I would try that before I would try swinging, which is obviously yeah. hit it and quit it. Hey, you bring yours, I'll bring mine. We'll tr- we'll swap them out. We'll s- I, I get that fantasy in Pornhub, like I like it there. I don't know if I'd like it in my own bedroom, um, but I, I I like it on Pornhub, and I'm not afraid to admit that. Well, I'm an XNX guy. Uh, Pornhub's just a funnier term, so I use that. That's comedic, where funny is more important than fact. Speak the vernacular. Yeah. So Pornhub is a funnier term than XNXX. That's a mouthful. But my personal choice, if we're getting porn recommendations, is XNXX. And I'm not saying I've never watched a cuckold video and enjoyed myself, but I don't know if I want to make one. There's definitely a difference between yeah. uh, thinking yeah. and doing. Yeah, and, and then you come to open relationship, again, which is, I understand that's the permanent hall pass. Hey, do your thing. Be home for supper. I, I get that. Okay. That one's ballsy to me. That one's unknown. That's just like, you go do your thing, and it's like, I don't, mm, mm. I want to know. If it's going to happen, I want to be involved, to be honest. If my wife was like, I want to date a woman, I'd be like, okay. Uh, where are we going uh, to yeah, eat? Like, yeah, like, I'm cool with it. Um, I just want to... Whose um, house we ended yeah, up at? Yeah, yeah. so, oh. um, I, so I, I think I would be better with that. But um, I'm familiar enough with polyamory to understand it. But I just haven't made a decision that that's something that I could do if it ever came up. I don't know. I, I you think know. honesty is the big thing that makes or breaks yeah. people. And from my own experience, both as the person getting let down mm-hmm. and the person doing the let down and the experiments that I've done with the open relationship and the swingers it's usually because somebody's not honest oh, and yeah, somebody 100%, gets 100%, 100%, 100%. hurt people put it down to jealousy but you know what polyam- polyamory wouldn't work as it can do no, 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 if no. people aren't super honest yeah. so maybe that's the appeal like even though I've been burned I totally understand why people go for having more than one partner yeah. like in on that level as a, as a man i can separate sex and love uh you know they always say women can't i don't know i just can't speak to that you know <laughs> i don't know what women can and can't do but i know for me i can separate sex and love um i think i could um you know again especially on certain levels experience that in an open honest hey i'm we're gonna do this you, you can go do that okay i'm gonna do this but it had to be uh, honest okay when we yeah. come back what happened where do, where are we at i just need to know um, when Lindsay and I got back together after a separation, there came the point. It was like, how far did you get? With who? What yeah. are we doing? Well, Where you we have at? to. you got to yeah. clear the slate. Yeah. You and have to right. go there. That's amazing. And I was like, I failed miserably. I got this far. And she was like, I don't even know. And she was like, well, I got this far with your friend Brad. And I was like, oh. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's a small world, too. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not. You know, I had no right to be. She was on her. We were single at that time. I had no right to be. Um, so there was nothing I could do to really uh, steer that back. You can't take it back. Right. So Well, like I said earlier, you were talking about your experience of being separated and you weren't saying, you know, you weren't just putting it all on her that you'd done your own oh, stuff yeah. wrong. Same thing with this stuff. I was stuff. negligent. You know, yeah. I, was, I wasn't I was a beater two. or a cheater. You know, I never cheat. I never uh, was, a, uh, you know, abusive. I was more negligent. You know, I just wasn't meeting needs. I was being selfish. Right. Um, you know, spending money that we needed for things, just being stupid and reckless. And, very so similar. Not how I went out with okay, mine, so. okay. between we, that and the open relationship which 
did not work. <laughs> Didn't work okay. to the point that we have only okay. one relationship, and that's caring for a kid that we both okay. made. Okay. So, yeah, I don't recommend that one okay. unless you can be legit honest. Okay. And it's got it takes both okay. or all, however yeah. you're approaching it. Yeah, interesting. Um, I think it's a good point. We'll take a break. We'll grab a, a, a smoke, a pee. Um, we'll uh, be back. We'll talk about what else going on because I want to talk to you about um, you know your company uh, uh, True Grit and see what we got going on and uh, some of the things you got coming up because yeah. you guys put on a lot of awesome shows. You have a uh, deadbeat of comedy fellow uh, we do. coming up, we so do. we're going to be right on that. <laughs> but uh, Beth Tompkins, True Grit Media, Safe Cracker, uh, a big fan. Awesome to work for you. Awesome for you to be here. Terry Snow playing us out. Deadbeat Radio here on Outlander Media Network. I'm your host Lance Adams. And I will be back very soon with this lovely crew of heathens. Aw. Alien, Alien, Alien Expo. Coming to the Knoxville Convention Center August 17th and 18th. Enjoy a full weekend of UFO and alien phenomena. There will be vendors, music, lectures, meet and greets, book signings, and more. Come in your best alien or cosplay costume for a chance to win cash. Go to AlienXPO.com to grab your tickets now and get ready for the invasion. sound of round two deadbeat radio on outlander media network we're back i'm your host lance adams terry snow at the helm and we have the lovely beth Tompkins here from uh safe kicker entertainment and true grit uh lovely comedy uh 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 Booking organization, uh, absolutely a big fan. Uh, been a pleasure to work with you many times, um, and it's been a pleasure to have you here the first time. You having fun so far? Yeah, it's a blast. Good. Highly recommend this. Good, excellent, excellent. Again, we keep it chill, just a nice little conversation amongst friends. Again, it's been nice to get to know each other because we again work together, but haven't had a chance to hang out off uh, off the stage and and really get to know each other and find out that we do have a lot in common and that we're closer friends than we should be, uh, right. uh, or uh, should be closer friends than we are uh, because of. Uh, uh, Facebook, we, we, we stay connected, but we don't get a chance to hang out because um, my son's 10. And again, you said your son was 10. Right. So 
again, we have uh, a far more in common than a lot of our peers do. Know a lot more in my, about Minecraft than we ought to. Yes, yeah. sadly. Yeah. Uh, I'm the only yeah. person in my family who doesn't play. Everybody, my daughter, my son, my wife, they all play it. <laughs> I can't get it. But I'm not a Lego guy, and it's virtual Legos. But you show us some Galaga, and we all about uh, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I am uh, I like some role-playing games. I like some uh, old-school side-scrolling shooters and stuff, yeah. but I can't get into the Minecraft. I get it. It's, it's I see the appeal to it, I just, but I'm not a Lego guy. I'm afraid of heights, and it makes me dizzy. You oh, go way up in the sky right. and stuff, and I can't, I can't handle that. Right. <laughs> I've always um, preferred action figures over Legos, and now my wife and my son and my daughter are all Lego fans. So oh, I think yeah. that's the difference where I get broke. I prefer an action uh, figure style game right. where I'm playing Nathan Drake or my hero from Skyrim or something of that nature. Right. Now, um, <laughs> I do, however, like the Lego games themselves, like mm-hmm. Lego Batman and Lego superheroes. I fucking love those. Right. So, um, but it is is a blast to have you here, and I want to talk more about um, your uh, goings on because you got a lot of great shows coming up. Um, but it is a pleasure to be here. We want to thank uh, some people for making it happen. Joe Shirt um, of JoeShirt.com, handling all the merch of uh, Outlander Media, um, and something to think about too um, for merch needs um, for any comedian or musician or magician or wrestler or whatever you've got out there. Um, that's how you make your money on the road, man. Sell that merch, get that T-shirt, get that poster get that sticker in somebody's hand get a couple bucks give them something to remember you by and uh, you can get that done at joeshirt.com um, definitely something to check out because that is a, a a fantastic organization you go make your logo tell them what you want and and order it and that's so awesome awesome products um got some cool events coming up that we want to let everybody know at so if you're going to get a chance to uh follow deadbeat radio um alien expo is going to be a lot of fun that's august 17th and 18th the knoxville convention center um i think um the return of alex foams will be uh uh, there uh Uh, yeah from (laughs) puppetwars.com his conspiracy theories can be very interesting um, we've got uh, CreepyCon coming up. That was a lot of fun last year. Um, I got to do my Rob Zombie and go around and interview his, uh, people in character, so I had a lot of fun with that. Um, that's August 23rd and 25th at the Chill Howie Park Exposition Center uh, here in Knoxville. And um, Oneida Zombie Fest. We're going to do something real fun with those guys at October 12th in Oneida, Tennessee. So um, got some cool stuff coming up. But uh, you have some cool shows coming up. Um, I know you have a uh, a fellow deadbeat of comedy, Mr. Patrick Cunningham, my uh, brother from another mother, coming up uh, in uh, the Gypsy Circus, right? Right. That's coming up in June on the fifteenth. Okay. And that's a it's not a regular show. I started doing it last June. I've done it. Well, I did it last time with Art Studervant. Start event. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan Gray. There. It was. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, but it, it happens every few months, okay. and it's a showcase. Okay. Gypsy Circus cider. Cool bar. I like. Right. It's super cool Great venue. cider. I love cider. Right. Um, anyway, they had some like a pumpkin cider that was good. I'm a mm-hmm. basic white bitch. No, uh, I'm right so there with you, my friend. <laughs> I loved it. They had a uh, like a chai cider that was real mm-hmm. good. Um, so I, I, I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. uh, I was a big fan. So that's in Kingsport. Um, that's okay. coming up June 15th. Okay, cool. And mm-hmm. that's going to be Patrick Cunningham. And who else? Uh, he's bringing Dual Aldridge with awesome. him. Have you met Dual before? Uh, I did. He did a Hexagon, Hexagon. show with yeah. Patrick, and that's actually like the first time I got to see Patrick perform. Yes. So that was really yes. cool. Oh. Uh, Dual will be a there. Powerhouse. Right. And then uh, Kelly Morgan from okay. Asheville is yep. featuring as okay. well. And then we got two locals on the bill. we got Jared Pierce and Lil Twin. 
Love, I actually worked with both those guys last night. Right. Jared Pierce hosted a show, a charity event we did at the VFW in New Tazewell, and Little yeah. Twin was on the show. Yeah. So uh, it was great. Uh, I got to work with those guys. Love them. So that's cool. Very yeah. cool. What else you got coming up? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, the very next thing is the monthly open mic in Johnson City that I co-host uh-huh. with David Hable. But that comes on, that, that actually happens on a regular basis. When it, do we do that? It uh, is at JRH Brewing mm-hmm. over on uh, Walnut Street. Right. It's basically right across from where Acoustic Coffee House was. Okay. For anybody that's up there and familiar, but Not it's broken. right now it's the only open mic in Johnson City, and the next one is Friday, uh, May thirty first. It's called Buck Snort. Right. No, no relation to Johnson City, other than you know they got the ETSU Buccaneers, go Bucks. Fair. Uh, but it came from just looking up the the town of Buck Snort, Tennessee, that I'd heard about. It's yep. so tiny; it doesn't have a post office yep. or a census. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. I was like, I'm start from scratch in okay. the Tri Cities. Cool. Nobody up here knows me. Why right. not? So um, I love it up there. I've done uh, a couple gigs up there. Cortland Welch has a wonderful yeah, show. Up freshly there the, yeah, freshly brewed. That's a good time. Great. Um, I've worked with Hunter Roberts in the Tri Cities multiple mm-hmm. times. Um, again, lovely, lovely shows. And I recently did um, a burlesque show up there. Nice. Uh, that was great uh, at uh, Main Street Theater. I've um, heard about that. Yeah, I've oh, heard it's a great venue. Fantastic. Sweet. It's got like this really small cabaret vibe. Um, awesome. And uh, again, um, Jim Brule, uh, who does that with her. Uh, uh, Shit, she's gonna buck some bells. I was like, she's gonna hate me. Buck some bells. Uh, put on a show there and let me come and host and do some comedy, and they were awesome. Nice. So love doing it. Love Very working cool. for them. So, um, but that's cool. So what else uh, in the the near future? What have we got coming up? Uh, a couple more things okay. to mention. On June first, Krish Mohan okay. is love doing Chris. his uh, comedy album release at the Birdhouse here okay. in Knoxville. I've never been to the Birdhouse. I'm familiar with it. It's a I've great been. little venue. It's a one of the old houses in uh-huh. the Fourth and Gill neighborhood, okay. and it's basically the community center of that okay. part of Knoxville. Cool. Um, but that's going to be a variety show. So Chris will be doing comedy. Uh, obviously, his album would be right. available. And Jared Pierce is also going to be on that, as well as Sean Simino. Oh, sweet. Oh, both wonderful. Right? Both so, wonderful. And then uh, we'll have a couple of local artists on there or at the show selling their art. And also some local music, electronic music from uh, Clara and Genism. Okay. Um, they are electronic duo. Huh. And it's just one of those things to kind of bring all the, the different media together to celebrate nice. arts in the community. And Chris that. is a great great flagship yes. for that so. <laughs> yeah, great. so good choice good and choice. then uh, the next last days of autumn show that i've got okay. coming up which that is uh it's called high grav comedy i picked it up from gail grantham she was doing the cheers and beers show last uh-huh, year uh-huh. and um, love the venue there yeah it's such a fun little craft bar and she's now producing bigger shows like dave stone coming to town uh-huh. so she kindly offered me the chance to host that show and book nice. for it and so the next one is friday june 7th and i've got johnny azari as okay. my headliner awesome. he love is a whirlwind right he Johnny is Azari's awesome and uh i've got morgan bost featuring from Asheville. Okay. she Don't she uh she runs uh open mic out in okay. Asheville. Don't know her. very funny and awesome. then local side i've got andrew mccaffrey good choice as like my that. opener who's Andrew's one of the best one-liner writers i have ever seen yeah. good choice <laughs> all right great lineup that's awesome and the last thing is a little something you and i have talked about yeah. coming up toward the end of june is a game of thrones roast awesome um it'll be sponsored by gypsy circus okay. but it's at their outpost at hexagon brewing here in knoxville Excellent combination love yeah. the venue love gypsy circus so that's great so that should be fun so, i've never never produced a roast before okay. i've been on one so this is kind Lo- of a, a challenge I, yeah. I love it it's um it's actually um 
how I made my name in, in, in local comedy. Nice. It's it's how I got because um, I, I started and it was well received and, and people, you know, were like supportive. Um, and then the the roasts were something that were happening pretty frequently at the time. About every three months, Jeff was producing them. They were great. They had done the you know previously the roast of Batman and the roast of Darth Vader and mm-hmm. all kinds of this great stuff. And I had wanted to be a part of it. And the roast of Mario, I think it just happened. And they announced the next one was going to be the roast of Hulk Hogan. And at the time, I had shaved my head and had the goatee. I'm a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> fan. And I begged Jeff, I was like, please let me do this. I want to do this so bad. And he was like, man, you're still new. Nobody really knows you. I don't know. He was like, I got a lot of people fighting for that part. And that's something you're going to have to deal with. People mm-hmm. are going to fight over parts. I'm already learning that. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I was like, dude, look at me. You know I will do this better than anybody. And he was like, okay, I'll take a chance. And everybody was really hesitant because the new kid, we don't know. Right. Um, and they put me on first. They were like, if he bombs, we can recover. Fucking killed me. <laughs> of course you did. Um, You're like, doing something you love. <laughs> like Jimi Hendrix opening for the monkeys. It was Hell yeah. um, the, the, the person who went after me um, was already struggling by not being a fan of wrestling in general. And oh, you could no. tell. Yeah. And had never really done the roasts. And you could tell. Mm-hmm. I hadn't either. But again, just happened to succeed really well. Yeah. Um, I knew wrestling well enough to make it work. Um, bombed horribly hmm. to the point that people afterwards were like who was that <laughs> um so i made it very hard to follow i came out i did my stone cold perfect i bought wrestling trunks i had my vest no shirt I, you know i make up over my tattoos you know i had my black tape i did my i did my stone cold impression i came out and i snapped that little dime of a roll of a dime you call a neck and i had my beer and my six pack holder and that's the bottom line because stone cold right <laughs> And people just went nuts. And I loved it. And it was a blast. And as soon as the show was over, Jeff ran up and was like, hey, in uh, this time we're doing the roast of Axl Rose and you're going to be Rob Halford from Judas Priest. And I was like, okay. And they were like, you're, you're amazing. And so I was like, great. We did it. And I, that's the night of the infamous uh, Chaps. I don't know if you've heard the story. I've heard something about you and Chaps before. Um, I'm, I, I'm not afraid to bust out some Chaps. I have a wrestling character named Blackjack Cadillac that wears Chaps and wrestling trunks like an old school wrestler. But this was the first appearance of the Chaps. And what happened was, I was Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Everybody who knows anything about metal knows this iconic person, this iconic look, lots of leather. Mm-hmm. You know, the 70s leather gay daddy. That's what he mm-hmm. brought to rock and roll. And it's the, reason, favorite, yeah. it's the reason every, uh, you know heavy metal guy wears black leather pants with a spiked belt he's he's the one Mm -hmm. so i came out in my chaps and my jeans um i had my my shirt on my black leather tie my black leather jacket my fingerless gloves i had my my sunglasses i'd spray painted my goatee black so it was that nice rob halford Lindsay had sharpie tattoos on my head um and i had this long overcoat um again the long classic and i had the, the the leather harley captain's hat I'm burning up just hearing you describe it's this. It's awful. On the, on the pilot light stage, it is miserable. Oh, and this time they were like, okay, we're not having you open this time. They put me to the end of the, the dais, which is, by the way, where I've stayed pretty much for the rest of my roast career. I'm very proud of that. And so um, it comes my time. Everybody's, you know, we've had Dolly Parton and we've had somebody's Phil Collins and we've had, you know, Billy Idol and they've gone their way. And they get to me and I stand up and I just diva it. I mean, I, I take the hat off in this grandiose, again, old queen, you know, from back in the day, leather daddy gay thing. I mean, I'm very mm-hmm. pompous. I take the jacket off slowly and I walk to the podium. And that's when the comics realize that I've actually cut the ass out of my jeans. <laughs> and my bare, hairy, pale ass is four feet away from some comic's face. The audience has no idea, but every comic does what you do. 
every con- right. I've been walking around all night like this with this overcoat and this draft. And I mean, it is hilarious. I've got a picture. I'll pull it up here when I can. You are precious. Um, it's the greatest thing <laughs> I've ever done. amazing. <laughs> so the comics all go nuts. And I knew, and I kind of gave it the minute. You know, you wait for the laughter to stop. And I was like, do you people mind? I haven't even told my first joke yet. I don't want to make an ass out of myself. Comics go nuts. Audience has no idea. I, I keep, you know, winding them up. I was like, oh, you cheeky monkeys. They go nuts. You know, and they do this for a while. Do my set. It's great. I killed it. You know, I was just, and this was something I'm good at. It was just roasting a character. Right. I finally get done. I step out from the podium and I bow to the audience. And then I turn around and bow to the dais, <laughs> mooning the audience, giving them the callback. And I just go sit back down. Bare ass, cold seat, miserable. Boston McCowan, who I love dearly, um, as um, Violent J of the ICP, walks the stage. And the podium was just like, I, um, I got, I don't, I got, uh, I don't know how to. <laughs> so it was the most brilliant thing I'd ever done. And so from that moment on, they were like, oh, that's the roast guy. That's yep. that's the roast. He's the roast guy. Well, last year you and I did the roast of Cupid. Yeah, we did the Cupid. Where I was Medusa. Uh, right, that was right. my first roast. I was very nervous. I didn't yep. I didn't want Medusa to wear glasses, okay. so I did the podium without my glasses, and I'm very I've nearsighted. That. I've done that. It's hard. <laughs> I have done that. It and is then very you were Santa Claus, and you absolutely did go toward the end, and now I understand <laughs> why, because who wants to follow you? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, God we did, uh, <laughs> I did Professor X for the, I used to be the ball guy for every roast now, the bearded guy favorite roast uh, which with a game of thrones roast will work well in my favor we'll have some options um, yeah. yeah 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 so um i did uh, professor x for the roast of superman i did herschel for the roast of uh, rick grimes um i did after that one i did uh for the roast of charlie brown i did hagar the horrible um so those were fun um i did jim henson for the roast of uh, uh charles dickens or not charles dickens of ebenezer scrooge nice so i love doing it the roasts are my favorite thing in the world they're how again they're how i made my name in in local comedy they're the moment people are like that kid, kid, way a kid, but that guy <laughs> might do something super special. Right. I love character work. We did Rob Zombie. I was going to say that, like I know you for character work oh, largely. I love doing like it. that is, you know, yeah. I have no experience doing it other than being Medusa oh, in a roast. Okay. So I'm building my chops on that. But. I put everything into it. You know, I really go all out. For, if it's funny, I'll do it. I don't care. I'll show up half naked. I'm not afraid. I have a, you know, I don't have a body to show off, and that's funny. And I'm not afraid to do that. Uh, if it's funny, I'll do it. And I love the character work. Blackjack Cadillac, my wrestling alter ego. <laughs> lot of fun i love doing you know um rob zombie uh for uh whatever con or stuff we do so a lot of fun a lot right. of fun so um i'm eager to see what you do with the roast of game why game of thrones just because it's the it at the moment you know it's it's it it's the last season uh you know it's something that are you a fan I'll, i am a fan i'm a new fan i started okay. watching the first okay. season and got six episodes in until my hbo now uh account password stopped working that Ouch. i borrowed <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. and kindly a friend of mine has been walking me through just this season and i am very good do you typically like high fantasy is that something you typically do enjoy i watch a lot of walking dead okay i okay. like documentaries like i like i kind of stick to the nonfiction uh-huh. stuff or the fiction but it could happen and i'm the same with sci-fi like I'm a huge Minority Report fan. Okay, I love Philip K. Dick. I'm a big <laughs> right? fan. So all of that, um, Blade Runner. Like yeah. I love that stuff. Okay, good choice. Um, but good, I'm good, definitely more on the nonfiction side. But I see the appeal of Game of Thrones. Like it's great escapism. It's mythical stuff. It's basically like uh, I think Chase or somebody the other day says basically live action anime. Yeah, 
Oh, that's 100% right. <laughs> and a lot that's of people went, right. holy shit. Uh, there's there's me and Herschel. An, that is yeah, an amazing Herschel. That's what I did for the uh, the, the roast of Rick Grimes. <laughs> um, I go all out with a costume. I love doing it. But see, I love high fantasy. And that's, that's what I'm makes into Dungeons and Dragons right? and, and shit like that. I love it. I, I was into Game of Thrones for the first few seasons. I read um, book one and two. And then I followed it pretty regularly for a while. Um, and then I, I just came to a point, again, when Lindsay and I kind of fell apart, I kind of got out and just couldn't really dive back in. Right. Um, it was the season of the Red Wedding. That's when I stopped mm. watching. Was it because of the Red Wedding? I just, that happens to be where I stopped. Um, but um, I absolutely um, loved it. And I guess I'll go have to go catch back up now. Right. Well, I think anybody can jump in. And you know how roasts are. We can definitely have characters from other fandoms. Oh, yeah. oh, so yeah. I'm hoping that happens. You know, let's have a Doctor Who. Let's have a... I, I do love that stuff know? as well. So I may also jump <laughs> in on that. So but yeah, we'll I just thought it'd be see. fun. Um, be something good, a lot of people would be interested to participate in and attend. And Hexagon's I, a great room to do I'll, stuff oh, in. Yeah, so yeah, we'll the, pack the it out. It'll good, be fun. Good, good. Have you got... Um, um, starting a dais lineup already. Uh, how are you coming with uh, getting your actual um, uh, cast? Yeah. Well, I put a call out uh, not to the comedians group, but uh-huh. to the comedy group right. on Facebook to give everybody a chance. Okay. And I know a lot of regional comics follow that group as well. True. And I now have a lineup of 10, a mix of local and regional comics who awesome. are interested in participating. So we'll talk, uh, I'll release details on that as we get closer okay. to planning and figuring it out. But where can uh, we follow that for people that are listening that want to uh, keep up with that? Is so, that on uh, your website? Where are we at? So all of this comedy stuff that we're talking about, mm-hmm. you can uh, keep up with on Facebook with true grit comedy um, or safe kicker media group. That's kind of like the, the initial, uh, company that I started for booking music, art, comedy, just overall. So True Grits, just music comedy. As well, so, I do, okay. yeah. I started booking bands first okay. um, a so couple of years ago. So Safe Kickers is both, or just music, and with uh, True Grit, mainly just the comedy. Yeah, and then on Instagram, it's just at Safe Kicker, and everything goes on there. But, okay. uh, I, you know, I made some good friends and have some fans on there. It's a lot of fun. Nice. I well, try, I try to put myself out there as much as people can stand it. So. Well, we can stand it here. You have an open invitation to come back, plug Appreciate anything you ever going on. Oh, and we fun. want you to do that. We want you to take a moment, plug you, yourself, anything where we can find you, uh, where we can swipe right on Beth Tompkins <laughs> if we uh, we want to. Because um, you've been a blast. And so I think this will be a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, like I said, with our five to drive, our five questions that I ask every uh, uh, guest to drive this episode home, I was thinking, you know, I don't know, and that makes it difficult sometimes. Um, you know, I don't always know everybody. Sometimes I do, but I thought, okay, what am I going to do? And so what I came up with for you was something I think is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you, you are a wonderful booker. You bring a lot of great comics in. So what I want is if right now, so they have to be living. Okay. Five comics you wish you could work with. What five comics do you want to, <laughs> like, there's no, no limit on, you know, whatever the highest level if they're fucking dave Chappelle, that's fine but what five comics do you want to work with could you want to bring in right now if you could carte blanche i could pick anybody yep. as long as they're alive yep. and it, it could potentially feasibly yep i could breathe the same air they breathe wow in any particular order nope okay thank you so whatever you like <laughs> but i like to keep up with them in case you need to refer back to your list because oh, i put you on the spot so let me take my glasses off so i can actually write here <laughs> um okay I would love to work with, um, can I pick a comedy troupe as one? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any of the kids in the hall. <laughs> okay. Um, I have worked with Kevin McDonald. I have heard about his workshops. 
I know that Scott Thompson is doing a thing in LA right now that I wish I was in LA for. I know Mark McKinney's doing network TV. Oh, I love Superstore. Bruce McCullough is still doing his thing, and I just I'm wowed by them. Okay, now they're one of my exceptions. I like Kids in the Hall. Thank you. Um, They're one of my exceptions. Um, We talked about sketch earlier, and you're like, it's just not my favorite. And I thought, I don't. Can I I still do this? Yeah, I like. um, I have exceptions. I was. I loved SCTV when I was a kid. Right. Um, I love um, Kids in the Hall, so I tend to like Canadian humor. I'm a big fan of Letterkenny now and things like that. Well, so I SNL, like SNL. How's that sit with you? Care less. Really? Um, there okay. are certain actors on it I like, certain seasons, certain sketches I enjoy, um, but as a whole, couldn't give a shit. Right. Um, Chappelle Show, Keegan Appeal, don't give a shit. Same thing. <laughs> few sketches I like. I like them all individually. I like them in other products. I just I don't like sketch comedy. I don't like improv. Um, it's not my thing. Whose line is in any way can go fuck itself. I just, I don't care. Um, but I like Kids in the Hall. I like SCTV. And I was a huge fan of the state. Uh, yeah, the state was good. They were <sighs> real good. I love uh, that. I constantly see uh, the different players in stuff now. And I'm yeah, like, they were in the state. Yeah, I love the state. <laughs> um, it hit me at the right time. It was just wacky enough. So that's about as, those are my three only real sketches that I like. So, right. um, yeah, I'll give you Kids in the Hall. But Mark McKinney was, or uh, uh, Kevin McDonald was great to work with. Awesome. I love the workshop. Hopefully I can hit one of those workshops um, sometime. Well, um, I did one um, here a couple years ago. And we had to, and I don't like, again, improv but i was like i'm not pissing this opportunity up <laughs> and it was about sketch writing and i was like well i don't really write sketches but maybe it can help me somehow i'm still gonna take it and i got a scholarship in i didn't have to pay somebody else bought my way so i was like okay sweet nice. and we had to write a sketch and i wrote a sketch that wasn't you know wasn't super great but um i was like all right i don't normally do this i don't write anything so you know again how right. hard i switch that yeah is. i can see and um <laughs> we had to come back and present them day two he was gonna pick one and then that night we were gonna perform it um, mine got picked. Oh my so gosh. I got I got picked. Or we performed like three. He picked mine. And what's funny is, um, this was really cool. You'll appreciate this. Um, it was basically um, a, kind of an, a take on Will Ferrell's um, Star Spangled Bikini um, uh, Casual Friday. Right. Right. You know the sketch? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pretty famous. Yeah. So it was kind of a take on that. But basically I had, it was me dressed sort of as blackjack cadillac minus the, the it was my stone cold basically um but with the beard i had the, the vest no shirt um i had my wrestling trunks and the whole point was he thought he was a wrestler and they were like hey you know sorry to have you in hr he was like you know um, we've been getting some complaints uh apparently when they asked you where your report was you told them they could uh suck your dick and you would stomp a muddle so that was the whole thing right so it had this really nebbishy kind of uh, HR director, and I wrote it in Kevin's voice, knowing oh, wow. knowing he wasn't going to be a part of the sketches because he announced, "Hey, I'm not in anybody's sketches." Everybody always asks, "I'm not going to do it," but I wrote it because I, I told him I was like, when it comes to that um, nervous, nebbishy, but trying to accomplish something, you and Kermit the Frog are the two greatest <laughs> in history, and so I wrote it in his voice of that. Um, yeah, hey, uh, just real quick, I want to run some things by you. Um, no, we appreciate that. And um, he was reading some of my sketch. And so to hear him do something I had wrote in his voice, um, even though he wouldn't be in the sketch, but just for that moment in rehearsal, was great. That's, I was like, That's oh. fantastic. That is yeah. so gratifying. <laughs> yeah, it was. It really was. So wow. he was a, a super cool dude. Absolutely loved it. So Kids in the Hall, excellent choice. Um, we're booking a, a show with the Kids in the Hall here. Oh, gosh. Um, good kickoff. Good kickoff. <laughs> You almost could have individually just labeled. It. I was but, uh, tempted, yeah. and I thought, no, there's too many good ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so we got one. We got kids in the hall. Uh, Joe Coy. Joe, oh, excellent, he, excellent. I have a story about him. It's not long. Okay. Uh, I got to interview him last nice. year on WUTK when I was volunteer DJing, right. and he had come to town for a show at the Civic Auditorium. Oh. 
So I got to interview him by phone on the radio. And I'd done some of those before. I had interviewed Trey Crowder before. That was really cool. Like, you know, I get starstruck, but I can tone it down when I'm on air, you know. Right. Consummate professional. Um, And I love Joe Coy's. Like, his humor is great. Joseph. Right. Joseph. <laughs> he he King talks King. about what he knows, his oh, family, hilarious. right? And he makes it hilarious and he talks about life on the road. So he keeps it real. But interviewing him, I was so comfortable. It was like this. It was literally, nice. I, he could have just been sitting across from me because I've known him for a while nice. and he wanted to get to know me. I'm it hoping was fun. if any famous person ever comes on, I will also give that vibe. I right? hope I, I, I think you'll, I think okay. you'll manage. I hope so. Um, and then at the Joe. end of our interview, I, I said, well, thanks so much, Joe. You know, appreciate your time. And he's like, yeah, I appreciate you too. Hey, s- s- keep me on the line. Okay. And I was like, okay. And I was like, you know, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more music after this. And so I kicked the music on. I go back to the phone. I'm like, Joe, thank you again. He's like, hey, no problem. Appreciate it. Um, let me let you talk to my assistant. She's going to hook you up with some tickets to the show. Okay. Nice. I thought, oh my gosh, I am a volunteer DJ. Like I never expected that. Nobody's right. offered that before. Went to the show. I'd not only gotten tickets at Will Call, but a VIP wristband, which was incredible. <laughs> um, then a, a meet and greet was coordinated, and I got to give, I'd actually gotten tickets for two, right? And a VIP bracelets for two, but I'm a lonely single comic. Okay. Danny Whitson Danny Whitson took his wife to that show. Uh-huh. Antoinette's a huge fan. I gave her that other VIP bracelet. We both got to meet Joe, and he took nice. pictures with each of us. That was, it was beyond what I ever would have expected. That was very so sweet of you. Not only is he hilarious, but he's a genuinely good nice. guy. Like, That's he didn't have to do awesome. any of that. that is, yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. Danny Whitson's been on the show, big fan. Um, He got me in to see Nate Bargetsy, and nice. I was such a big fan. Um, but that is awesome, because you know what? You could have used that to get some dick in a hard situation. <laughs> you could have been like, hey, I've got this. Right? What are you willing to throw out here for this? Um, that could have been a good bar. So that was very sweet of you to give it to Danny's lovely wife, right. Anne. No, she think, is fantastic. I think she appreciated it. Yeah. So. All right. Good choice. Off to a good start. So far, I like, I like, I, when you book these shows, I'm, I'm going to be there. So these are, these are shows I will attend or hopefully be booked to open for. So I would expect you to be yeah, there. I'll save so. you a seat okay. if it happens. Yeah. How about that? You heard it here. Out of the gate. Uh, strong so far. All right. What Lisa else? Landry. You know Lisa, Lisa Landry? Does not the name rings a bell, but I can't place a face. She is a stand-up comic. I assumed as much by the nature of the list. She also has a podcast, which is great. Uh, Okay. Um, she is from Louisiana. Okay. (laughs) Which she'd probably kill me hearing me say like that. She does have a sexy accent, and she. Like is it. a pistol and the first time i saw her was live at side splitters here in knoxville okay about 13 years ago okay nice so r.i.p side splitters but that I was only went one time that, and that was an amazing show for me to catch she was awesome again like she speaks her truth she's funny nice. her crowd work isn't vicious um and i listen to her podcast when i can i follow her on media like she just she's not a role model i think she's just somebody i really enjoy being on this earth that i would totally love to book for comedy (laughs) nice okay (laughs) be amazing well i'll check it out on your recommendation i'm just not familiar firsthand so okay well i have two more yeah you got uh you gotta give me top five comics you wish you could book or work with in general like if they were like hey we're shooting a movie you want to come be with us you're like yes i do (laughs) yes yes i do Probably Nick Swartzen. Oh, good choice. Be on that list. Oh, good choice. <laughs> um, I, I support that. I also got to interview him on the radio. Uh, he did not give me tickets. So if mm. he hears this, like he, I may have a feature okay. spot for him. All right. That's fine. <laughs> he is hilarious in yeah. anything he does. Yeah. Any oh, movie. Yeah. He's great in Reno 911. Oh, He's Terry. hilarious on the phone, like yeah. just to talk nice. to. 
it was a good time. So I would, I would happily okay. work with him. That'd that's be a fun. Good, that's an excellent choice. <laughs> that's an excellent choice. Um, another one is... Yeah, last one. What you got? Steve Carell. Okay. Okay, Steve Carell. I like, uh, I like his work a lot. I liked him on The Office. Like, that was good enough for me. And then Never I started watched watching him in movies. And The 40-Year-Old Virgin... <laughs> Yes. Yes. I still laugh at that is my dumb and dumber you know okay. I have so many friends and like their go-to comedy movie no matter what is put on dumb and dumber okay and I'm like okay I went I saw it I laughed it was great I, it's just not my thing I love Jim Carrey but then I'm like do you want to watch 40 year old version yeah, I like the 40 year old version um so, I I never Anchorman, watched the he was my favorite in Anchorman I love lamp uh, later it will be found that I have an IQ of 58 and in what some people call retarded <laughs> and, he, and he just spooning mayonnaise into the toaster brilliant yes I completely agree um, I never watched The Office though I never got oh, into man. it oh yeah. man I watched both versions the UK okay. first and then the US when it okay. caught on I don't like Ricky Gervais no no have you ever watched his stand up specials out of curiosity yeah okay okay because I've, I've had people that have said that about him yeah. but they like his stand up um, if they give it a chance he's one of those I like him like uh, I'm a big mockumentary fan Chris Christopher Guest mockumentaries. Mm-hmm. He was great as like the swarmy, smarmy uh, exec in uh, For Your Consideration. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think he plays the same role in, basically in uh, Night at the Museum. Right. But I just, I'm not a fan. And again, it's it's one of those things like, I get it, you're an atheist. You know, you don't have to 40 minutes of just bashing me in the face with you're an atheist and I'm stupid <laughs> because I have a belief. And it's like, it's a one trick pony. And that's what I find. It's, 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 he's smart. I just think he's wasting it. It's mm. like, and I'm not upset because it's against my side. If you were coming out yeah, and telling no. um, 45 minutes of lib tar jokes i'd be like i don't care yeah that one's true no they, they really are but no i don't i don't i don't want to hear um so it's that it's the one trick pony so i don't like like bill maher and things like that right. um and, and ricky gervais is that to me um i might like him in the office again it would be maybe something he's good at yeah. um he's great at being terrible on that yeah, like if you've yeah. seen steve carell on the u.s office uh-huh. that he is not the same as ricky gervais as a terrible boss right. they are equally terrible Just wonderful awful bosses okay. so <laughs> i would probably watch the american version first and i like British humor. I just like all the other people that are on it. Uh, uh, the Dwight, uh, Rain Wilson. Mm-hmm. Big, or, uh, so I like I like the other actors. I would probably stick with that. Right. Um, but I've never I've just never got into it. But that's a great list. Thank I have you. to admit that's a those are a, a great comics. I would want to bring down. Um, I I I, I end, uh, stuck with some of my heroes. Um, Chad Daniels um, nice. is a friend of mine on Facebook and had been super nice to me. But um, in my comedic holy trinity, an absolute favorite of mine. If you're I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Um, I know I've heard of him, but I don't know if I've ever seen him. Brilliant. Um, there's a well. There's a great documentary featuring Chad Daniels and Tom Segura and another guy I can't remember called "I Need You to Kill," where they go to Japan. I love Tom Segura, but I'm afraid of him, so that's why he's not oh, on my list. He's, <laughs> he's next, a beast. He's next on my list. He's <laughs> next on my list. Good. Um, but um, him and Chad Daniels are in a documentary where they take these three American comics and take them to Japan. Oh my god! And it's called "I Need You to Kill," and it's good. Um, it's very good. I'm gonna write that down. Um, yeah, but <laughs> Chad Daniels is um, brilliantly word, uh, wordy, um, twisted uh, wife and kids jokes. Um, well, he's recently got divorced, but um, he he has this take on the wife and kid jokes that I love. Mm-hmm. They're dark and twisted. Like one of his opening bits is um, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I uh, was it? Uh, sorry, two weeks ago I played golf and finally beat my wife. 
those are two separate things. <laughs> and so it's just that dry, yeah. Very um, Lenny Bruce kind of, yes. but with a modern bend. Oh. I, I can see, uh, that's so good, I, yeah. I'm going to check him out. Absolutely <laughs> love it, absolutely love it. You know, he, he talks about fathers leaving, and he was like, people go, well, you know, there's a word for fathers leaving, you know, they never even thought women would do it, so they didn't come up with a word with it. You know, father leaves, they're a bastard, they never thought of women. And he was like, one night I did that joke, somebody went, yeah, that's because women don't leave. He's like, that's right, you drown them. Oh God! And he was like, "Say what you want, but uh, men may leave, women get even." Yeah, and he was like, "I ask you." He was like, "Which would you rather hear on your thirteenth birthday? I wish my dad was here, or and nobody argued, right?" Just, he's so brilliant. So if you like dark twist on on mundane, check him out. Nice. Absolutely hilarious. Nice. Um, Tom Segura is my number two <laughs> right away. Um, I I so want my dream. When people go, "How famous do you want to be?" My dream is to be in the Sober October Club with Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, and Ari Shafir. I want to be in that Rat Pack. <laughs> That's my dream. Like like our dads may have looked up to Frank and, and, and Dean and Sammy and wanted to be one of them. I want to be in that Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, Ari Shafir, Burt Kreischer Pack. That's what I want <laughs> so bad. Um, so, yeah, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Segura is definitely on my list. Chad Daniels, um, Joe Rogan. Again, I'm getting, I'm getting in there. I'm getting in. I'm going to work my way into that inner circle. That's fair. Um, Chris Porter. I love Chris Porter. I would love to work with him. Oh, no, Chris Porter. Um, imagine Jay Kendrick, uh, uh, esque, just, he's a, when I first heard Chris Porter, I went to Jay Kendrick. I was like, is this an influence of yours? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I heard it right away. (laughs) Um, So um, loud, angry, funny, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, And then Bobcat Goldwaith. I I love Bobcat Goldwaith. I would do anything to be able to open for Bob (laughs) and work for Bob. So that's, that's my dream uh, booking uh, five. When I first saw Boston McCown, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just starting mm-hmm. sta- when I was just starting stand up and got to know Boston. Lovely he he is like Bobcat if Bobcat took his meds, and I, <laughs> I love them both. So that's a great well, I, list. I like your list too. <laughs> when I was a kid, um, I've said this before. I was I was Bobby Hill as a child. All that's right. that's me. If you want to find out what the roots are, I was straight up Bobby Hill. Gotcha. And imagine <laughs> seeing you know like eighty five comic relief Bobcat go away for the first time. All right. Oh my God. You know, it was it was it was Andy Kaufman before I knew what Andy Kaufman <laughs> was, right? Because I didn't find Andy Kaufman years later, but it was just so absurd. And he would come out, "Thank you for having me," and I just <laughs> it was awesome. And then Police Academy came out, and I just I loved it. And so Hot to Trot, you know, with John Candy as the voice of the horse. Um, but I, I I worshipped it. It was just such the strange. It was it was part of that Pee Wee Herman, um, just thing that I, I i i was attracted to at the time and i've never outgrown it was i it, still love it was it michael winslow and police academy that did all the yes so when i watched police academy i was laughing my ass off at bobcat goldthwaite and all my friends were impressed with michael, michael winslow. winslow and i was like michael winslow is good but are you Super not hearing talented. this guy do you not see this mess of a human making me laugh right he, here? he does jokes <laughs> about that now if you listen to bobcat's albums now and he was like i thought it was gonna be the guy black guy that makes the noises <laughs> Uh, not bumble fart butt scratch or whatever um, but he's still good his new albums are still absolutely brilliant uh, fantastic so great list great list you too yeah alright so number two on the five to drive 
You've heard episodes, you know what we like to do. Every great stable, whether it's wrestling or music or comic books, seems to come in fours, and we love it. The Four Horsemen, the Fantastic Four, the Fab Four. Mm -hmm. You have one night to create your own Fantastic Four, three living celebrities. Who do you choose? Mm. Any genre, anything you want. We've had everything from presidents to porn stars. And you get you party, do whatever you want. You got one night to party with any three living celebrities and oh, be man. the four horsemen oh, of your God. own destiny. All right. Well, oh gosh. Well, first I have to pick like my number one. Okay. All right. Okay. So that'd be Christian Bale. Okay, good oh, choice. Okay. <laughs> Not just on looks alone. Okay. Because that mole on his on his nose also bothers me. But okay. it's part of who he is, and I have yeah. a million freckles, so who am I to judge? He is just a fascinating dude. Okay. Like Batman rant included. I think I like that's fascinating. Yep. He's human yep. too. So yep. uh, whatever. I like his work. <laughs> I'm I'm dying to see him as Cheney. He looks so good. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Uh, All right. Tim Curry. Okay. Okay. Good choice. I like Tim Another Curry. Another fascinating yeah, character. You don't, you don't have long to keep him on the list, I'm afraid. No, but so if we can do like 1975 Tim Curry, excellent. that would be awesome. Excellent. You know, just a man of so many talents, and he has an amazing sense of humor. Yeah. Every interview he has done, yeah. even now, his interviews, yeah. he is always putting the wit out there. Yeah, I love Tim Curry. That's a oh, great choice. He's fantastic. Um, I, you know, I'm a Rocky Horror fan. Um, Same. I, you know, yep. <laughs> I loved, uh, I've never actually seen It all the way through. I know the, oh, yeah, I know. Um, so, but he's done so many things. To me, probably my favorite is Clue. Right? Oh, he's so good. That's probably my favorite <laughs> thing he's ever done is Clue. His expressions and his voice, just the whole package, yeah. just a fascinating yeah. character. Yeah, of a he's man. absolutely fantastic. I got to imagine he'd be a good dinner guest if yes. nothing else. Right? Oh, yeah. He would be a hoot. Okay. So far, you're off to a good start. All right. Who are we rounding it out with? Um, and I'm going to go with, I don't know if you'll know this one, Donna Tart. Donna Tart. She is an author. She's okay. a southern fiction author. Okay. Nope, doesn't ring a bell. She's only written three books, and they are three of the best books I've ever okay. read. Okay. Um, but she does just amazing character development. Story arcs are easy to follow, but not easy to guess, mm-hmm. which I love in a book. And just her being a female Southern writer, like just to be able to sit down with somebody huh. like that and just get a sense of like who she is. Not to compare myself, but just to really kind of where do these books nice. come from you know who are you as a person that can write this kind of awesome. material so awesome i think that'd Donna be a pretty Tart. pretty good oh, collective yeah, that's great i think and i like to think the three of them would find things to talk about amongst themselves as nice. well I, some of the <laughs> some of the collections people have put together in the almost year and a half we've done this are amazing uh so that that's a good one that's Thanks. a good one yeah um, I'm very open about my trashy tastes and things and my <laughs> horrible choice for B-movies and uh, shitty pop music, but um, what's your guilty pleasure? What's the thing you love that you know you should be embarrassed that you love? <laughs> That's going on the podcast yep. for everybody judge yep. me by. Again, I'm an open disco fan. I openly support the prequels in Star Wars. I love Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm on <laughs> fucking up front with my guilty pleasures. Right? Reality TV, watching that potato face dumb tard come out and sing like crazy and get the golden buzzer. I'm a I I'm open about myself. So <laughs> feel free. What's the thing you know you shouldn't love but you do? Well, you almost touched on it there, okay. but I am a Real Housewives. Okay, trash TV. Trash TV. So you like fan. Okay. Just Real Housewives. Okay. And I, I haven't like- watched it in probably a year because uh-huh. I don't really do TV much anymore. I'm watching too many documentaries on Netflix. 
But if you put on Real Housewives, whatever season, whatever city, nice. I will sit and watch and talk to you about it and wish I had their purse or haircut nice. or drama, okay. whatever. <laughs> I've never gotten into that, but I love trash TV. And I hate uh, it. And it's. Oh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, anything um, anything with sea le- level celebrities in a house together. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> Um, if you have a decade and you're going to count down things about it with shitty celebrities having commenter, I'm in. So I love trash TV. I'm just not familiar with that particular one. That's, so it's okay. it's probably best that way. My mom watches a lot of the shit with midgets and uh, veterinarians. So um, so if TLC they make, channel. If I got they you. make yeah. a midget veterinarian show, she will finally think God has come back. Um, I think the Kentucky Derby should only use yeah. midget mm-hmm. veterinarians. Oh, okay. That way cool. the jockeys would feel like comfortable walking Yeah, like giants. Right? That'd be great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, that is a great guilty pleasure. I, I love trash TV. I support <laughs> you in that. Thank you. Um, again, we, we have far more common. We definitely um, uh, are, are kindred spirits and need to hang out more often because we're, we're, we're more alike than you know, Beth. And Terry's gone, oh, no, not another yeah, one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this has definitely uh, uh, been a, a good one. Um, yeah. You... You again are still human. We're comics and we have fun. So let's let's bring it down on a, a human level and, and and for a moment. You you obviously have your children. You have you know your your relationships with uh, 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 his father. Um, but someday you're going to have to leave him, and you you have to leave a legacy. So for that moment, what do you want written on your tombstone? What do you want that last thought to be? One little post. Mm, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I tried to think about this one. I tried uh-huh. to put some thought into it. Um, that's a tough one, but I think it just has to be something like keep smiling because it's, it may be cheesy and I know I'm a comic, but I, I have, ball. I like that. I, I have told it. myself that ever since I was a kid, okay. you know, getting in trouble at school or getting in trouble with my parents, you know, that's not the end of the world. If I let it be, okay. then it's the end of me. Yeah. And, you know, especially for my kid, yeah. you know, just, what the world is like ahead of him smile through the pain exactly and it also does fit into doing comedy because if i'm smiling you're more likely to smile and it's about the human experience it's not just the me show if i'm joking and people aren't laughing i why why am i doing that you know time to re-examine so keep smiling i like it it's good it's good So let's not end on a down note. Let's Good. take it Thank up you. a little bit. Um, when you have a chance to be anywhere you want to be, there's no no priorities that take up, no uh, no tasks you have to go do, no uh, nobody pulling you in this direction or that one, no responsibilities. Where's your happy place? Where do you want to be when you don't have to choose anywhere else for any other reasons? I mean, if I can be anywhere for any for only the reason of being there for myself, yeah. uh, give me a beach. Okay. Give me a nice beach okay. that I can. You got a preferred beach? What's what's your go to beach? Mm. What's your okay? What's your go to previous experience beach? <laughs> what's your dream beach? My go to previous experience is probably Folly Beach. Okay, don't know where that is. Uh, South Carolina. It's okay. Near Myrtle, but I it's like down Myrtle. a ways from it. I'm a Myrtle fan. Um, I love Myrtle. I, I'm a people watcher. Yeah. And I love it just for that. We used to go every year for Bike Week. Folly um, Beach is quiet. And so you can get down there. It's not far and you can find some peace and it's still beautiful. You know, sand, shell hunt and sea glass hunt and whatever. Dream Beach, it's a toss up uh, and it fits my personality well. Either 
Hawaii. Okay. Because Black Sands okay. sounds amazing. I agree. And Waikiki's in so many old songs, it's ingrained. Uh, or Iceland. Okay. So a little of the hot, a little of the cold, nice. but somewhere dra- dramatic, I think. I, I haven't like hit it. a dramatic beach yet, so that's I on like the list. It. Thanks. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm a beach guy, funny enough, but um, being a, like a pale redhead, I, I don't like going to the beach. Mm. I like the beach. I like sitting in a hotel looking at it. <laughs> I like walking at it at night. I like beach towns. I love the smell. I love the feel. I like the bar that has no wall, just a, a, a fence. And so I, I do love that. Right. Um, but I just like going to the beach, like in the Jaws shot with the kids everywhere and daylight. It's like, no. Yeah, I'm fair skinned too. So yeah, it does I like the me. warmth, but I no, can't roast. I want to so, do beach yeah. stuff, but we used to go over here for bike week to Myrtle Beach. Oh, nice. um, and that's actually where Lindsay and I went on our honeymoon. Um, and cool. so, yeah, my fa- whole family, my brother and my dad, and my mom would all go to go down to bike week and hang out and rent a that room. That sounds for, awesome. <laughs> it was great. I loved, I miss it so bad, but um, that's a great, great answer beth yeah. you, you've actually been a great guest thank you've you been you've been a, a great host lance thank i think you. you should keep it up <laughs> well i i will not quit my day job mainly because this doesn't pay but um i love doing it and um this people, doesn't pay wait no, what? well we're hoping someday um but i love doing it and people like you make it possible i couldn't do this right. without a good guest thank you um i like to appreciate anybody who um has uh done something lovely for me and so with terry coming to play the music and cut the stuff and be my sidekick and do my thing i always let him know i love him and i appreciate it and a good guest is what it takes because i could come out here and talk for two hours on my own but i'm probably gonna be real boring and start running out of shit (laughs) so having somebody with an awesome life story and an awesome way of of telling that awesome story is is what it's all about thank Um, you i know there's a lot of good stories out there and i'm happy to be one well you you. have been a great one and um the people that listen are what make it possible because without them i wouldn't be here and you know this booking shows that um, a crowd without a comic is still a crowd and a comic without a crowd it's just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone I remember the first time I heard you say that at a mic, and I yeah. was like, this guy gets it. I appreciate <laughs> And here <it>. we are. <laughs> and again, I appreciate you. I appreciate Terry. Thank I appreciate you so the much. few people who listen and tell their friends and pass it on. That's what we do here at Debbie Radio. So, Outlander Media Network, we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Beth Tompkins, for a lovely interview. Thank you. You have been my absolute pleasure to have. So, thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time on Deadbeat Radio.